You're listening to The Dude Grow Show, coming straight out of Denver, Colorado, bringing you marijuana grow knowledge, news, and culture. At the tone, the time will be 4.20. Exactly. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 53. Is this 53? Is yeah, right? starting to roll on, man. Back seems, in the... Uh, seems like just yesterday we were doing show 50. <laughs> I, always, I always forget. If you don't know, Dude Grow Show coming at you here. We're out of uh, the Way to Grow Extraction studio today. Really awesome setup here about all the different type of extraction equipment, vacuum pumps and ovens around us and... I feel like I'm back in like you know college biology, but actually I don't know if I ever took that. Yeah, this place is looking good, man. <laughs> First off, that's hilarious. Second of all, it looks more like uh, chemistry, man. Yeah, know? it's it's sweet in here. If you guys are aren't familiar with our show here, we're gonna try and help you grow your own cannabis marijuana, if you will. Get into a little news, culture, uh, product reviews, nutrient lines, all kinds of good shit, all kinds. Yeah, man. First, we'll get, we've got to get a little little business out of the way, a little business. I'll say I like to, uh, not all the time, but today I'm going to start off by saying thanks to a few of our donators, man. We had uh, Kevin, Danielle, Jacob, uh, and I think that's as far as they go back in the most recent ones. I just want to get uh, get it out there. We much appreciate it, guys. And don't... I'm, I'm going to say that I appreciate the guys that are commenting, too, man. We got guys like uh, Bronx House Double Zero that are over there, man, that are just giving great information and great comments and really keeping the uh, the action alive, man. So I appreciate y'all, man. Bronx Double Zero? Yeah, Bronx House, man, and Hogleg. All these guys are, are, are awesome, man. You know, that guy Kevin you mentioned, man, super great supporter of the show. Does things like go and, and, and talk recharge to his gross store. I mean, just super great people, man. Got a couple more. I guy, a Kirk in here. And uh, it goes on a little bit, guys. Like I said, it's really helping our model work. We want to keep this listener supported, be able to be able to keep it real, if that'll go along with Mr. Real. And, uh, yeah, not be owned by any advertisers or uh, people that have an agenda for us. So I'm getting a little close there. Using the word agenda, huh? <laughs> yeah, you know, man, it is uh, pretty interesting how that creeps its way in. And you really got to fight. You know, people coming in and trying to get you to just promote their message, man. Like Speaking that Recharge that, this, guy, This show man. is brought to you by Recharge. <laughs> yeah. Officially, it's a little different, though. We got the, uh, you know, the founder. And if we're going to have one product of the show, it's going to be a product we both use, believe in. And we got to, you know, we got to make a little money slinging something that is, is good for your garden. So, yeah, man, last time I went to my mailbox, there were bills in it, man. <laughs> I like it. I yeah, like the it. mail lady wonders why I don't want to go to the mailbox, you know. <laughs> Send me some damn money, man. Show a little, uh, before we get into a little bit of announcements here by Mr. Real, some uh, love out to, of course, way to grow six, seven stores now. It's always changing, always changing. This month, they're kicking uh, store-wide. 10.99 on Roots Organic 1.5 cubic foot bag, which is a hell of a deal, and then 30% off Roots Organic. So check that out if you wanted any of those stores, or of course 
just use Dude Grow's account. It'll, you'll get the hookup. Showing up, no, no, no bad deal about it. Actually, it's a, it's a hell of a good deal. So hook it up. Use Dude Grow's account. That's another way to show social love for the show. Yeah, I was. Uh, we were hanging out all last week, guys. If, if we seem like slacks, if any of y'all emailed me and I didn't get back to you, I, I apologize. But the dude and I were touring all the way to Grow's all over the state last week. I love week. when you say touring. It, makes it was me feel a tour, rocker, man. Rockerish. I think I put a grand on my car as far as mileage goes. No. Yeah, yeah, and you got to go all across the front range and then way down to the springs and whatnot. But, uh, yeah, it was a good time. We had uh, definitely some people come out. We got coming up on what we're smoking. Uh, actually, listener listener came out and helped us out with a couple samples, man. Did, did he have a uh, – I think I know his first name, but did he uh, have like No, a, he's got a – Hang on, a I'll, nickname? Yeah, he, Token Tony, man. Token That's Tony. Token Tony, right. yeah. Token Tony. <laughs> I didn't want to say just Tony. So we got a little bit of review of some uh, Maui Wowie and Sour D, right? Yeah, yeah. Kick it out. But uh, we'll do one more service announcement here before we get to uh, – well, let me give them a preview real quick, Scotty. Don't say anything because I know you get confused and jump in sometimes like it's that part of the show. We're going to do what's growing on. That's just industry slash what the hell is growing on in our lives. A bunch of grow talk from you guys. I did get eight questions up out of the email. Hey, I am pumping what's growing on up, though, man. That's a, I like that segment. I do. I love it. And, uh, man, I'm adding what's growing on on YouTube, man. There is so much cool stuff that people are sending me, cool links and whatnot. Not so we're gonna start putting a playlist together over at dude t- uh, dudegrows.com. Just hit the dude TV tab and check out what we're watching on YouTube. Man. Be like our, our the dude grows show choice videos, the choice video awards. Yeah, yeah, just so when we're talking about it, you, you, you'll uh, have a frame of reference, man. And if you guys are a fan of dude grows channel, uh, sorry I've been busy at this podcast and other things, but I have been racking up the videos, they'll be coming out soon. The indoor gardens rock, and I'm sorry if you have uh, used to enjoy. I try to get a video out once a day, but even that sometimes a pain. So, but I do have a lot built up. But I like this idea, Mr. Real has. We'll be featuring some videos. Of course, you can check them in the show notes. And uh, another one, Captain's Corner, man. Yeah. Talk a little bit. If you guys don't know, Captain, he's been doing some blogging for us, putting up some awesome information on DudeGrows.com. Uh, an example would be like a most recent one. Um, how to make the most potent cannabis oil, a.k.a. can of butter. Are we featuring that one today? Yeah, man. Let's go over it, man. Let's talk a little bit about it, man. He's also got really good ones on uh, grow room setup, drying, curing, all that good stuff. And, uh, man, I, yeah, I'm, you can never stop learning. So, so check it out over there. Uh, the rest of the show, guys, is you know, a little bit of news, a little bit of culture. What's... Uh, what we got going on in our grows, your grow talk, and then eventually sometime we put it in the bag. <laughs> but for now, let's have uh, Scotty tell us. You had an idea pop up about, um, you know, as busy as everybody gets. You see other reps in this industry. We want to rely on the listeners. I won't say fully rely, but get some help with uh, spreading your product. Yeah, man. I just want if if you like recharge we've been promoting the heck out of this i don't know if you've noticed but (laughs) the past few weeks we've been really making a push and if you like recharge man we got some sample packs i I actually uh, loaded it up in some shotgun shells and it's enough to put in a five gallon bucket it's enough to give to somebody and say hey check this product out and if y'all want to check out some samples man uh, i made it real easy you just go on over to realgrowers.com which is a new site so I like it. I actually give yeah. it the approval, and I'm always hassling Scott about my, I don't know, my online analyst review or whatever that word. I was I was gonna say analism, but that sounded pretty wow, pretty weird. Man, it You're sounds me a bad altogether, bro. Maybe you'll have to edit that out. No, people <laughs> like it, man. People like it. Okay. Anyway, real growers is looking good. Real Thanks, gr- man. Thanks. If y'all want to send, here's what I'm doing, man. 
if y'all want to go and help us out by going to your local grow store, a cool grow store, legitimate grow store that you think uh, would be interested in carrying recharge, a place where you want to go pick it up instead of having to order it online and pay for shipping and all that, then go on over and say, hey, man, Scotty's going to send you over a, a sample of some recharge, and you're going to send one for me. Go on over to realgrowers.com slash store sample, and all you got to do is just put the recharge in your car. It's a sample kit. You put it in your cart. You check out. You put your info on one side. You put the store's info on the other side, and I send you a free 8-ounce just for making the introduction for us. And if you don't remember all that, I'll say just go to realgrowers.com. Tell your store to hook up on some recharge. They can figure it out from there. Everything's pretty basic here. And then, like you said, the best is you, you get some free recharge for doing it and then have it in your market. I want to push out to uh, Michigan and Illinois. Now, is Illinois, do they have uh, they have medicinal yet? I don't know, man. I don't think, not a, I know they've got a hell of a lot of underground growers, man. I just didn't know if they had how it's like the other show I was talking about. Oh, Boston's got one store, which I thought was crazy. Does Illinois have a few stores? Yeah, they definitely do. Cool. I've, I've been contacted by, you know, five or six stores in Illinois. I like it. I like it. Yeah, the idea is just to help spread the word. We don't, you know, it's just a dude and I, so we don't have a, a, a whole staff of, of people to help us. So, man, we got to kind of make it simple and we got to rely on y'all, man. So I'm glad to send you out a free eight ounce recharge with $30 value. Just introduce us to your store, man. Go pick it up at your store. Let your store know you're excited about it. And, uh, man, give them samples a try, man. I'll send some for them, too. And if somehow you don't know what recharge is, <laughs> I would say go to realgrowers.com and or dudegrows.com right on the homepage right now. Captain's got an article out on how he uses recharge, so yeah, that'd be a good way it. to check it out. Yeah, we've been meeting people all week, man, have been telling us how it really helped their grows and uh, you know how, how they're getting, even in hydro. Pearly white roots, man. Go take a look at that caffeine article. Slowly making me a believer in hydro. It's I mean, me too. You know, <laughs> I, I was real skeptical about throwing it in at a reservoir. I think I believe Hogleg just responded on com, on show fifty one about throwing it in at a reservoir and getting them white pearlies, man. So, what? Hey, what do I know, man? Well, let's get into uh, how about we get into what's growing on, man? Yeah, come on now, man. Let's go. Uh, yeah, new the new. Uh, I guess I'm. Call it's not the new segment, but got these YouTube videos up here, guys. Kind of ties in today's featured product of the show is we got a really good uh, interview sit-in coming up with Scott from Nectar for the Gods, as well as uh, Mr. Real here, the other Scott E has a couple YouTube videos up for you guys that featured him just like laying it all out there. Like one was 16 minutes long and goes over every single one of his products, which is kind of necessary when you're dealing with a new line, especially his line is a unique line in a good way, and you'll hear that coming up. But check out those YouTube videos if you have in interest in uh, nectar for the gods nutrient. I'm pretty sure you will have some interest yeah. after you hear this uh, interview coming up. Definitely, definitely. Hey, man, I, one of our listeners, Adrian, actually set that interview up for us, man. So Nice. Yeah, much love, man. Adrian, thank you so much, man. Appreciate you. The, appreciate the tip, man. <laughs> And the other the other link we have up there is a uh, man. We had. Do you know the name of that listener? He sent in this YouTube video of like the biggest plants. I that was in response to. Remember, I asked what the world's uh, largest pot plants were. I actually think I promised a, a free eight ounce recharge to anybody that showed me. Uh, I think we got ourselves a winner there, man. I will say, yeah, I don't know the age of this video, and it just shows like this. They're big enough to be impressive. They're big <laughs> enough to earn a free eight ounce recharge. Now we got it. Now we got a precedent started, man. Come on, up it, one up it, homies. Let's they they got to be like the biggest one, like thirteen feet tall, and it's got like this 
this this like gangster hippie walking around probably somewhere up in the emerald triangle smoking a cigarette just being like oh yeah take pictures of me in front of these plants it's pretty funny but it's really cool to see how these plants look when they're unpruned and just going ape shit like <laughs> i'm looking at it now sorry standing in one smoking his smoking his cig hey what is a gangster hippie you know when you see this video um you'll see this guy and i'm stereotyping but uh You'll probably agree. <laughs> nice, man. But yeah, check those out, guys. Show notes if you prefer. And um, we're going to start getting some else going on with that. Like I said, at dudegrows.com with the video section rocking. And let's get into I didn't read a ton now. The, the Captain's Corner, he's got the, the cannabis oil. Now, I mean, Annie's showing a thing of coconut, coconut yep. oil. Yeah. So you know, how's he doing this? I've been told for years, man, the coconut, coconut oil is the key, man. Yeah, no butter instead of no no butter at all. Coconut oil is the way to roll. Absolutely. Uh, that's what I've been told, man. You know, I mean, it's all about just dissolving the, there's, uh, the. I'll, I'll go for it. The cannabinoids are uh, wa uh, not water-soluble. They're oil-soluble. And all the chlorophyll is water-soluble. So you want to figure out a way to just pull out the oil, you use the oil to pull out just the oil-soluble uh, uh, cannabinoids without pulling all that chlorophyll out. Yeah, because he's saying here there's 101 ways to make canna oil, but if you want to get the most out of your material, follow this potent recipe. So he's really laying it all out here. He said that uh, he's made it canna oil no less than 30 times, tweaking it each time. So looking here, really good uh, point by point number detailed recipe. I'm wondering how much time it takes overall and what exactly a oh, sugar leaf. See, this is where I want I want people to see what I'm seeing sometimes on the show, guys. I'm, I'm looking at the computer too much of pictures of, of herb and oil and, <laughs> and goodness. Well, it's dudegrows.com, man. It's all right there, brother. Yeah, definitely check it out, guys. There is, uh, uh, let me see how many, there's notes. We got some really good comments here in the blog. And if anybody out here can make some uh, can oil in Colorado, I'd love to love to try what you got going on. Maybe we can barter and trade something I have of value. I'm going to see if I can get my buddy to, in the comment section of this, uh, give his little recipe. He actually uses a pressure cooker, actually uses, he extracts the water-soluble compounds too, and then he, uh, he freezes it and freezes the, the you know free, it separates the oil and the water soluble compounds and you know skims the the water soluble off and is left with this really potent oil so we'll have to kind of compare there's you know there's a, a bunch of ways to do it the captain's definitely seems pretty uh, uh pretty succinct man to the point i got to learn his uh wordpress webmaster skills so i can actually call myself some sort of a webmaster cuz he does such a good job in here really is it being a grow master just enough man Apparently not when we're we're trying to do an online radio show, <laughs> also called a podcast, if you don't know. What's that? Uh, believe it or not, there are plenty of people out there, guys, and all demographics that don't know what a podcast is still. But, uh, you know, you will, you will. There will be no more radio eventually. <laughs> you know, I heard Howard Stern making fun of uh, internet radio a couple days ago. And I was just thinking to myself how, like... Isn't that what he does? Yeah. I was like, he was the guy, you know, it's like, ah, oh, it's got to be, you know, what kind of media is that, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, well, dude, he went to satellite radio where nobody, you know, nobody subscribed to that. The only reason, he built that media. So I kind of found it ironic that he was poking fun of others that are actually building the new media. <laughs> 
Absolutely. Speaking of Howard Stern, can you give a little information, a little teaser on the work we got going on? <laughs> you know, man, that or is that on the down low? That Twitter is awesome. I love it, and uh, I got in contact or was contacted by uh, Eli Braden, who is the guy that does some song parodies for the Howard Stern show, specifically about Robin's tits, I believe. <laughs> yeah, and he said, "Hey, you know, I'd love to write some songs." Uh, uh, about something other than Robin's tits, maybe some weed. So I said, come on, man. So we have a new contributor, man, and it's uh, Eli Braden, really cool guy, and we're going to have some cool stuff from him, man. I like it, I like it. Yes, and you know, a little short one, two-minute song parodies, fun stuff like that, man. So stay tuned, man. Hells yeah. Uh, that will mean less. Are, are you even, uh, how much King Marijuana, is is he being dissed on? Because I don't want to get a letter from him being like, man, you guys aren't including me enough I anymore. I do want to get a letter from him. I've been trying to find that guy <laughs> for the last year and a half. I think he smoked a pound a day and, and ain't around no more, man. Anybody knows like, where King Marijuana is, tell him Dude Grows is looking for him. Want to hang out? <laughs> yeah, party. right? I think he's over in Amsterdam, man. All right. So, uh. He's a up? fictional character, too, <laughs> which might be hard to get a hold of, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna just pull out the you got I see here what 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 what's going on in your world you're thinking about doing some different strains from seed and mixing oh, things up but I wanted to com- combine it in maybe and and quiz you a little bit on uh, yeah thing I think you're gonna you're gonna mix all kinds of things up no all right have you here, not been happy you've been too busy with he, what's going on here's what's growing on man a, a guy who started to be a hater but actually ended up being my friend, uh, called me out about oversimplifying grow and almost disrespecting grow where I'm just, I'll just throw microbes on there. Your magic microbes will do all the hard work for you. And in truth, you know, it's what, we're 53 episodes in. My original motivation was to try to simplify gardening and make it so that you could go out and have a a successful grow without being intimidated, without thinking you have to go buy 13 or 15 different bottles and, you know, know, air pumps and water pumps and circulation. So I was trying to really keep it simple. And the fact is you can keep it really simple. You can have a garden that you pay very little attention to. If it's set up correctly, you can get good weight and you can get decent quality. Now, when I say decent quality on a scale from one to 10, you know, seven, you know, sometimes an eight, the more the more people that are able to show off their skills these day and age, the more that's changing. You know, yes, decent quality probably, however many years ago, was pretty awesome quality. Depending on you know what market what market your herb is going to, etc. Obviously, the more connoisseurish, the better. And that's what's happening is people are taking these weed vacations out here, and everybody in the entire country is getting really educated on what great weed tastes like and they're starting to get preferences so even you know places that are that aren't legal states people still want their sativas they still want their sour diesel they still want their kush you know they still want their og and they get over a hundred dollars a quarter with tax included out here recreationally i don't get it yeah and that's about what they're paying you know where wherever they ain't nothing changed but the point is, is that the market is maturing and it's time for Scotty Real to mature with it and to really step up his game. Uh-oh. So, You're going to mature? All right. Can I take that back? Edit that out, please. Okay. <laughs> I am going to step up my game, though. I've Are you sure? Done the, you know, the, I, I really played around with the commercial aspect of, you know, being able to set up a hundred lighter with these octopots and, and put in some can of A and B and hit your numbers and get a sellable product, you know, for these dispensaries. What I'm really looking at now is to try to get the kind of connoisseur bud, the kind of bud like you smoke or like that you grow, the kind of stuff that makes people 
really seek you out to try to try to taste your flavors you know yeah i just want to be able to to barter and trade with a little a little network of people that like really good herb and can you know appreciate the effort and time that's put into it and realize that you know that it's yeah, not not just an easy thing, and it's not just like hanging a light, and obviously takes time to uh, master your craft. Yeah, man. Which I'm never having it mastered. I'm always learning, guys. I'm not gonna get I'm not gonna get like up up uppity about that. I like your style, dude. No, I I think that uh, it's time to get some organics going on in this bitch, man. You know, I can tell you in my opinion from knowing your grow, uh, and that's what's growing on with me. I'm thinking about Scott's grow. <laughs> is like it's kind of like i'm gonna do a quick critique and i'll say two things i notice one pruning pruning needs to be had more more attention to the bushes like detailed pruning attention sometimes visiting i see like like damn that's a lot of the green material there like it's just too all bushed out and crazy but here's the thing man when you're going for weight you can't go pulling pulling all your branches off man especially not when you have enough not light to all support your branches it. I, I, that's the difference between connoisseur bud and commercial bud you know kinda, i'll get kinda, as much weight there's bigger flowers i won't have to trim as much fluff and bs no way no all way right. man dude i'm getting you know two pounds per plant now, what about on the uh, the vanilla Kush? Let's use that for an example because you're familiar with that strain, right? You've had uh -huh. it for a little while? Sure. I think in Grow Talk we got somebody asking about it. First time I've grown it, got the cut from Mr. Real, and it's in, uh, you grow in seven, no, ten gals with the octopod under ten, it? Ten or fifteen. Most of it, I, prefer, I would like my fifteens better. So if one vanilla Kush, you're able to, you're going to get two pounds probably, or what? Yeah, if I do it right. Okay. You know, one and three quarters to two pounds. That's what I got to, and then, yeah, that's what I got to, I'm not going to be able to compare it back because I'll be, I'm only in a 10-gal uh, container and I'll be under a 600-watt light with that. But still, I could do watt for watt. That's the way you do the comparison. Do plant for plant, though, because I'm really into my plant count. You know what I'm saying? So. Oh, yeah, me too. Got to be. If I could if I could take that 1,000-watt uh, space and put nine 5-gallon plants under it and get three to four ounces per you know 5-gallon plant, I'd certainly hit my numbers, and I'd certainly be able to get better quality. But what I have to do is veg my plants for a very long time, really grow them into, you know, into, into small trees or, or real deal bushes. And I have to keep all, you know, every budding site, you know, every branch, I have to stake it and, and keep it and try to support it. I don't have the luxury of saying, hey, man, I'm going to have 12 main colas on here on this big tree. I got to keep 40 main coals on that big tree. All right, tree. you'll have to let me prune one. Just let me prune one. Shit, you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that, man. Right, I did that the other day consulting, and they were, I thought they were going to get, like, a little freaked out, but they are happy with it in the end. Yeah, right. It really depends on plant count, man. When you, you're 100% right, pruning is, you know, doing an aggressive prune and having four or five or six heavy colas on a, on a plant really is the way that it wants to grow tricking it into growing 40 or 50 colas on the plant you know it is a little bit much and i do think i see that it oh, it generally does show in the flower oh yeah shows in the side yeah i still haven't i haven't seen and i'll have to do some more playing with it but i, I aggressively prune and you can see that in all my videos but i still don't think i still think the energy that's sent to the top flowers and the areas that you have trained up to the light and all that that those flowers produce such a larger flower than if you have more flowers it all equates in the end 
but it's all there's a lot of variables there. There's genetic variable. Bro, the, there's it's hard to get two pounds of dried bud off of ten or eleven or twelve big branches, man. You know what I mean? Think about it, man. Twelve branches. You can have, more, you can have of, more than that in a twenty gal for sure. In a twenty gal container, I have hopefully. Let me think. Like my island sweet skunks in a twenty gal container. Okay, she's probably gonna have like tw- at least twenty to twenty five flowers at at light at light level. So I don't know. Branches? Twenty five branches? You're saying? Big, huge flowers. No, I'm just joking. Well, I'll have to do some. I'll do some documenting on that. We'll see what I can pull. Yeah, put it up on dude. Out of my uh, plant, man. my my twenty gal under a thawi. But regardless, the other thing I was thinking of is environment, and this is also just a, my tip for other growers too that rely on their environmental equipment. Like I'm like, are you using CO2? And I'm like, hell yeah, man! I got my my CO2 uh, uh, not doser, but burner. Oh, burner, a tank, monitor, you know, your controller. There's the word controller. A rat. How did that slip my mind? <laughs> you know why, guys? Because me and Scotty both came to the show today with nothing to smoke. It's BS. We're going to have to get tuned up here somehow quickly. Hey, I just meant I didn't have like, oh, you meant do I have anything to smoke? <laughs> oh, of course I have something to smoke, man. Come on now. All right, all right. We're going to have to do that here after the break or during the break. Quickly. Regardless, environmental monitoring. I weed, bro. I mean, it means something different to me, man. Environmental monitors, in the sense, guys, like I was running, um, if you're running a CO2 controller, you have your parts per million, you can adjust it how you, how you will. You want to have something to monitor that, too. It sounds redundant, but you can't rely just on one thing. And I was reminded of this the other day when we were repping in Boulder Way to Grow. I picked up the uh, Hydro Farm. It's a, a CO2 monitor, humidity monitor, costs like 140 bucks or something. And what it does is monitors all your set points of CO2. And also, it doesn't control anything. It just tells you what's going on. In that same sense, you'll know if you need to calibrate or if your other device is off. Because I had an old handheld that was like five years old, and I took it in the garden. I, didn't even t- I took it outside and turned it on and said we were at like, I think, 225. And we were outside. And I was like, no, that's... That's bullshit is for sure. So just remembering that monitors, sensors, controls that control your environmental parameters, those sensors can wear in age too. So it's always good to have a secondary device, especially at like 140 bucks, to make sure your equipment's running properly. And I don't know how old your CO. You have a controller, right? I do have a monitor controller. Where you just put the PPMs where you want and then your burner runs accordingly. Yeah, yeah I leave it right at around 1,000 PPM. Yeah, like checking that to know well, how do you know for sure you had a thousand ppm. When's the last time you you checked if that was running right? Sure, you know because people forget. Obviously, shit can break, even though there's not really any moving parts. I don't know if those sensors have a, a life in them, but I just thought of that. You're trying to tweak your garden, so I'm just thinking about shit. I'm right. always thinking about the environment, of course. You know, monitoring your monitors, monitoring your controllers. Yeah, I was thinking about. You know what I want to make is I want to make a CO2 monitor controller that controls the CO2 controller. You know what gotcha. I'm saying? And then have another one that controls that one yeah. just in case you have a double burnout. Oh, you just blew my mind, man. <laughs> <laughs> simple things, simple things. But uh, regardless, we'll agree to disagree on the pruning right now. I no, just... I, I kind of I agree with you for quality. The only way, I, the only reason I'm disagreeing is for weight, man. It is tough to try to get that type of weight off of one light, man. I'm, I'm sorry, one plant under one light. It just is tough, man. When you, you know, and I'm not sure that you. I seen your setup. You don't grow the same huge monster plants. You know, because you're not so worried about yield, man. You're more worried about quality. Everybody's worried. I won't say I'm worried, but yeah, I definitely like, you know, enough yield. 
but we'll we'll do it. We'll do some we'll do some videos and check, and I'll come up and visit with my camera because I guarantee what I see in a lot of gardens, I'll just grab shit, grab shit halfway down the plant and pulled over, and I'm like, hold my hand there or whatever. But like, how much light is here, really? How much light is right here? The light usually only penetrates the top, even a thowy, like what foot of the canopy. I don't want to have flowers spread them out, man. Yeah, but then it yeah. Sometimes lower flowers do good. Anyway, we're spending too much time on the damn pruning. Yeah, people hate when we talk about growing really good weed. I know, I know. What <laughs> it makes me want to. Uh, I have to come up and visit. I have to do come up and consult on Mister Reels Grow, and we'll argue a little about it. Maybe. <laughs> nah, I don't think we'll argue. All right, let's have go. We ever uh, argued, man? What have we ever argued? Stop talking to me. All right, so. Um, <laughs> Let's go on to the next segment here. Uh, let's go on to the feature product of the show. Uh, had a great talk, Scott, out at uh, Nectar for the Gods. And, uh, man, he's, he's a cool cat. I like people that keep it real, uh, which sounds redundant since your last name is Mr. Re- Mr. Real, you know. <laughs> I like people that keep that's, it. I do, too, and that's why I gave myself this name, man. I mean, my mom gave me this name, you know. I like people that are down to earth and not full of any shit. No bullshit. Straightforward dude. Went into uh, what he's been doing. Uh, even influenced uh scotty a little thinking about using some of the stuff so yeah i sure am man because he definitely made some sense with what he said and i i definitely can see a store especially i'm such a fan of microbes man you know and if you put too high of a salt on the reason i'm dropping recharge every single week on there is because if you put too high of a of a salt uh too much salt fertilizer on your plants or in your soil it really slows down and and can actually deactivate that microbial activity man so you really have to start watching your soil or if you can watch your soil your microbes are really going to work a lot more efficiently for you mike (laughs) obriel if you notice uh um well actually scotty didn't have a soundboard today so hopefully he's been inserting things after the fact like a pro here because I'm, I'm waiting to get on that soundboard with my own Mike Obriel yeah. so you can have some of your own drops in there. I was thinking about uh, uh, adding some of our own, you know, cutting and, and some of our own sounds Mike up, Mike Obriel. Pretty will, classic. Will analyst make the cut? My new adjective about God knows what that is? <laughs> yeah, I think uh, you're on the next album already. All right. Well, let's cut to this uh, with Scott and pay attention to one thing I, uh, that really I do like about this is... It, not the highlight, but I'd say the fact that he's willing to send a full set, I think he said, of quartz. You just pay the shipping to get his quartz and enough to run. You know, people, He's going to give you quartz of stuff so you can see what his stuff's about. If you guys are really interested in this product, take advantage and tell him Dude Grows sent you up because you got, I think he said like 25 shipping. But you're getting like maybe like six quartz or something, pH up, and you, I think he has a little box. He sends it in. Right. And that's pretty unique, uh, and it makes sense to me. Don't don't be a little cheapo and oh twenty five dollars shipping. I mean that's like the cost of two quarts or something. So if you want to check out his stuff, take advantage of that for sure. Uh, we're 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 seeing the more I research into this, I'm getting tempted to use it too. So yeah, I think we're gonna have to at least check it out, man. Well, let's let everybody hear the interview, and then after that, we'll follow up with a little bit more. Um, and here you go. Enjoy Mr. Real Dude Grows and Scott from Nectar for the Gods, or Organs Only, if you're old school. Yeah, man. Let's learn some shit, man. Right on. All right. Here you go. Yo. Why don't you go get that good shit? You know, that shit that your brother gave you? That good shit. 
that good shit. Yeah, that's the shit. Special guest Scott Scott on the phone from Nectar for the Gods, or I guess originally Organs Only, was it? Yeah, that's the uh, current name, anyway. Nice. Yeah, I see your uh, line. In, I see your line down in uh, at Way to Grow. They've got a, f- a few of the products, and I see a lot of people grabbing it. Or I've definitely seen some people grabbing it. And I've always I always run up and ask them, Hey, what's up with that, man? And they're always giving me the same line, man. Oh, it's calcium based, man. Shit works awesome. So there's something that you know that the rest of us don't about calcium. And you're not the only formulator that's come on this show and told us about the the under uh, how how underrated calcium is. So I'm gonna let you just oh, take yeah. it from there, brother. Now, to us, the uh, the NPK on all bottles are the the big eggs way of telling you how to grow plants and. You know, that's NP and K, nitrogen, phosphorus, potassium. Um, the downfall of those three elements as their own base is they're all water-based molecules, and they all enter the plant in as a water base. And they're not very reactive with other elements, so they don't create bonds well. They don't play well with others. Um, so what we've discovered with the calcium, and, you know, we come from a big bag, or big ag background of giant organic farms out on the West Coast, was that calcium has a very reactive molecule and can attach itself to pretty much everything on the periodic table. So to get pure plant nutrition in a non-salt form, non-nitrate form, to get into that plant to build thick cell walls that are made of rocks, we use a calcium molecule, whether it be from limestone, bone meal, fish cartilage, milk fats, um, you name it. If there's a calcium source, we're going to grab it and figure out how to attach or to react that, that calcium element in the soil to something that naturally occurs in, in potting soil to make those things more available. Calcium can get into the plant all by itself. Uh, the biggest trick with that is, you know, creating the right pH in the medium around the root zone to create a larger stomata to absorb that larger molecule. But once you do and you get the pH dialed in, the uptake is just phenomenal. Wow, I mean, this might be an oversimplification, but is there a specific pH, you know, pH range that you guys recommend? Uh, basically, what we, you know, to just completely simplify it for the masses, we just tell them make sure you're in the sixes. To really dial it in, what we find is a 6.0, 6.1 up to 6.3 in the vegetative stage. We're going to get more of our nitrogen proteins into the plant at that level. Um, anything below six, we're actually closing down the stomata to only take in nitrates and, and phosphates. And, you know, when people say, well, calcium is available at a lower pH, well, the calcium in our industry is available at a lower pH because it's a nitrate form of calcium. All of our calcium forms come in the form of, you know, proteins and rocks and, and mineral, and all of those are much larger molecules and have to be delivered in at a higher pH. 
in bloom, what we really see to really start to push bigger weight, more volume, more aroma and taste is you start to slide that scale up into the 6466 range. And it's amazing how much that plant can consume of those calcium molecules at a 6466. Wow. That's pretty interesting. So, I mean, I imagine your feed chart has a you know pH range, very specific pH ranges on it as well, huh? <laughs> it is, as long as people can read and stop emailing me. Well, I'm at 5.8. Well, yeah. I'm at 6.4. So, you know, you're locked out because you're not getting our calcium. So I and guess, because I, we're all calcium delivered, if you ever rock that 5.8 pH, you're literally just watering in a, a waste of money because nothing's going to be able to be brought into the plant at that 5.8 with our line. Wow. Wow. Now, I'm a big microbe guy. How, how do the microbes come to play in delivering calcium? Oh, well, huge. I mean, if you've got the right bacteria field and the right types of mycorrhiza, you know, they are mineral beasts. They love to eat or insoluble forms of calcium. Um, so, you know, we're huge proponents of compost teas, microbial inoculants. You know, we don't personally make them, so we don't, you know, follow any, you know, pre-packaged versions of it. Sure. There's so many on the market, and, you know, to me, it's compost tea is your best friend. Everybody should be throwing one in at least once a week right. or, you know, every other week minimally. I think if you're not doing that and you're running organics, you're wasting your time because you're not making everything totally available. Couldn't now, agree you, with you more. Do you recommend pH-adjusting compost teas? Or I know Scotty believes in, and, I, you know, I do too in a sense too, that when you're using, an, you know, microbial inoculants, uh, living soil, et cetera, that, uh, we're watering, for example, the product that, that Scotty has found at Recharge. Like, we don't recommend pH adjusting when you're watering that in because the microbes are working at all all different levels of pH. Absolutely, no. I mean, unless you you start off and you got jacked water and you're in the Midwest and it's coming out to bunk, then you better pH the original start point. But, no, I agree with you. Once you start adjusting or, you know, adding different elements in there to correct the pH for the watering, you're killing half of your microbial field through an acid or a base that's shocking off that portion of the, the microbial field. So, but what about your Olympus? Up? Now that's is that much um, more friendly? That would be fine. It's definitely designed for it. Because that's yeah, one of my favorite but, products. Actually, I yeah. love that pH up. And what we're talking about is is that you guys have very specific pH ups, correct? There's not not the oh, same yeah, old, no, same old. Not a hydroxide. No, absolutely. It's a nanoized limestone, so we literally crush rock until we get it into a 400 screen mesh, and then we put it in with a sulfic acid to slowly digest off the calcium bicarbonate, which releases a 14 on the pH scale. But the best part is it's one form of calcium food that we can't, you know, just put in a bottle and call it food because the pH is so high. So we use it as our pH up adjuster. Oh, wow. Um, and it's neat. funny. We actually, the creator of that, Frank, my partner, he designed that because he had a koi pond that was growing string algae and he wanted to kill the string algae but keep his koi alive. So he made this limestone product that he could dose his pond with to kill off the algae but keep the fish safe. So yeah, it's great for like aquaponics and deep water culture. Um, the trick with it in hydroponics of, you know, it is a rock and to digest rock a hundred percent is almost nearly impossible. So when we get done with our liquid limestone or the Olympus up, you know, about 80 to 85% of it is solubilized. The other 15% we didn't want really to be solubilized for uh, a couple of reasons. Um, first and foremost, we wanted to enter into the actual medium and as microbes are breaking down, you know, there's a lot of Soils out there with wood byproducts, you know, bark, fillers, right. shit, yeah. you know, 
So as those are breaking down, they usually are the waste product of the bacteria will be an acid and an enzyme. And what we find often most problems that we get phone calls for CalMag deficiencies and this and that, it comes down to the acids are you know, drifting to the low end in the pH scale and the release in the salt that building up around the root zone and the plant will stop taking in protein and calcium to try to absorb those salt and the acids. Well, when those get out of hand, then you start to see CalMag deficiencies because your plant's actually locked out from natural forms of it. The limestone and pH up will go in there. The 15% of the undigested limestone will adhere to the medium and slowly break down with those acids and buffer that, turning them back into a food source for the uh, root system to absorb again. Yeah, and so, I mean... This is this is science right here. This is straight big ag science. I run 20 acres down in Florida, and I mean we're, you know, we're constantly told to you know dump you know five tons of lime on this acre, you know gypsum on this acre, oh, you know to raise and lower absolutely. the pHs. So yep, yeah, I definitely agree it. with I you, mean, man. Scientifically valid. What's that? I said you scientifically valid, man. Um, well, so far, either that, I'm really fucking great at bullshitting. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, you can only get um, so far with that, my friend. Well, let me, uh, yeah, well, tell me about it. Let me ask you about one of your specific products, if you want. I definitely have a couple people out here, and I see the Herculean Harvest, a uh, pretty popular mm-hmm. product. And I noticed here in the description, which I'm a guy that at the end of the plant's life cycle, just like as you're saying here as a tip, I like I run plain water for 14 days. I really don't ever try that heavy flush. I'm not concerned about getting a ton of runoff, but I want my plants to like, you know, not, they don't have much green left, we'll say. Um, and the number one feedback I've gotten from some growers on this Herculean harvest is an addition of weight and flowering, which a lot of people are after for sure. But you're recommending to run that, um, that as well as, uh, looks like a sweetener, the Maphrodite's extraction all the way till like the last seven days or all the way till the end, is it? Um, last day, I mean, day before harvest. Yep. And will you still know, get that totally flush different. doing it? Like, will you still well, your plant yellow out still? Yeah, I mean, if you're if they're grown healthy and naturally, the plant is going to naturally do what it naturally wants to do. And, you know, we're not keeping it alive with any false uh, nitrogens and salt products that keep plants greener longer. Um, what we find is that, you know, the last two weeks of a plant's production a reproduction cycle, especially in fruiting bodies, they're translocating all of the sugars and calcium from the foliage and, and putting that back up into the fruit at the very end. And we see people watering up in those last 10 to 14 days and adding water into the fruit body. And what we found is at the end, when you cut down a plant that's been flushed with water, you know, the water evaporates off. So you end up a little bit more squishy or larfy. But when you're pumping those last bit of cell tissue with a bone or a rock from bone meal and limestone, what it's doing is that calcium is going into the fruit because that's where the plant is taking all the calcium to finish off the fruiting bodies. And it's filling in all the little voids inside the fruit bodies, or at least the cell walls, with a rock. Because that rock is there, it's pushing out the moisture from the cell to the surface of the plant. And usually if you're running our lines start to finish, that moisture is in the, um, it's in the, what's the word? Um, it's in an oil form, basically. So, you know, we see more turpin production. We see more crystallization because we're forcing those oils to be surfaced through filling each cell up with a rock. 
Okay. And then the Aphrodites, which is completely different than, you know, it's not a magnesium sulfate, which is great for enhancing aromas and color, but it always makes your stuff taste like hay. And I mean, I just, that's my personal opinion. I can taste it from anybody who gives it to me. It makes me mad that calcium nitrate and, and magnesium sulfate are in our fruiting products because it's something that carries over in the very end of harvest. But the Aphrodites, it's one of the only products we literally make no money on. It's a loss leader. It's super expensive to everybody out there and apologize for that. But it's, we literally use freeze dried fat or a whole fat milk. We use 6,000 pounds of this stuff and we put it in a small thousand gallon tank. We digest off just the oligosaccharides, which is a, you know, simple sugar, dextrose, sucrose. Um, as we're breaking off the oligosaccharides from the milk fats and the, the milk bodies, they're stripping into poly and monosaccharides, which are the simplest forms of sugar that the plant creates during a photosynthetic reaction. Okay. So we're, the Aphrodite is virtually liquid fall. It's the same thing your plant goes through when it decolors its foliation and uh, sends all that sugar back up into the fruit. Most people aren't letting their plants go to the yellow, so we're giving them liquid fall in a bottle. Interesting. Cool. Yeah, I'd like to, I mean, as long as I'm not going to have any sacrifice, you know, in a nice, uh, the way my, my end product burns, etc. cetera, um, definitely the additional oh, yeah. weight, weight, especially if it's quality weight, I'm all down. And that's three products, so that's the Herculean Harvest, your Aphrodite's, and then pH up just for pH adjustment, I presume, all yeah. the way until yeah. harvest. Correct. Okay. I like it. I like it. I've never tried. I, I've been the two-week, 14-day guy for so long at the end of my plant's life cycle with plain water that, uh, yeah, that would be interesting to, to have something different, especially if it's adding weight. Oh, when we get off of here, yeah, and we're all done with this, uh, I'll grab your address. I'll just ship you a gallon of those, and you can play with it and tell me what you think. Yeah, definitely be interested. Definitely interested in the whole line, man. I'm using yeah, boring we'll, we'll, canna right now, man. I got to shake it up a little bit. I'm man. sorry. <laughs> well, and that's the other thing. You know, a lot of people sit there and go, well, I, I got to go house and garden. I got to can. I got to go psycho. I got to get my yield. And, you know, we don't promote yield because, you know, that's just measuring dicks against dicks and we're not going to play that game. However, we do promote a healthy plant. And the funny thing about really healthy plants is they can outproduce sickly, tortured, fast food fed plants. So, Sure. You know, I kind of look at the little fat kid in the corner drinking his freaking surge soda and his, you know, Snickers bar, and then my kid eating a salad bar and running up and down the mountain over here. It's like, yeah, <laughs> I'm going to take the little the little healthy kid. I mean, it's going to cost me a lot less in the long run, and I'll tell you what, the finished product's going to be far more successful. I like I, these I analogies. Agree. I like it. What's your? <laughs> Go ahead, Scotty. I was going to say, uh, uh, one of one of our uh, more experienced growers, Costa Mesa Steve, will often refer to BRICS levels. And he says that when, oh, yeah. you, when, when you get Huge. the perfect BRICS level that your plant just you, – you just can't stop it. It's just growing like a weed, man. And I'm sorry. That was, oh, a, yeah. bad, that was a bad analogy, man. But, <laughs> but, <laughs> no, but it's thin. You, you know what I'm saying? So I'm curious. It seems like you guys are getting everything right, everything leveled. I wonder if your bricks is bricks is perfect, and and that's oh, why everything has to. Yeah, no, that I like that farmer. He is, uh, you know, he's a breath of fresh air. Most people have never even heard of bricks, let alone how do I measure bricks? Right. Um, everything we make, create. I mean, we've got 12 things in our pocket right now that we're playing with, and it really boils down to. Um, all of our lab tests, what we do out in the field, and 
you know, we do everything from foliar testing and bricking within 5, 10, 20, 45 minutes. We look at the levels, how they take in nutrition, how they use the nutrition, and then how fast it breaks down. Bricks can tell a gardener so much in the garden, um, but it's trying to explain them how to use a bricks meter. <laughs> you know, that it's, it's impressive. There's no question. I would love for anyone. We get a lot of gardeners that you teach about bricks too. You teach them how to use their meters and how to do foliar tests to find out what the plant needs and when it needs it. And that's the guys that we dial in here. Um, you know, we've got guys that are averaging three and a half, four pounds of light because they are taking the time to sit there and test for bricks, do the foliar testing, push and promote different levels of the uh, nutrition in the bottles. And it's amazing what they can come up with from just what their plants are telling them. Most people don't listen to what their plants are saying. They just, you know, feed on Tuesdays and Thursdays and call it good on Saturday. Right, right. Well, tell us about... Yeah, but I no, bricks is huge. You had a... Uh, um some pretty cool videos over some actually lengthy informative videos with uh, I think you did them with Monster Gardens there and you talked oh, about yeah. I'm all about I'm all about the shit in gardening you have one is it one product that's guano orientated like a ready to use tea if you will or yeah the Megamorpheus is a digested seabird guano and a digested uh, worm casting um, so it's, you know, rich in humates on all, uh, you know, worm casting based humic acid. And then we literally just digest off the phosphates from seabird guano, the high phosphorus seabird guano. Um, okay. it's a nice product. I mean, it's definitely, it, it, it's catered towards the old schoolers who like big bloom and who like the, you know, the guano company products. It's something that <laughs> oddly enough, we don't really even promote. It's, it's for guys who want the guano tea, but I don't even use it. Yeah, uh, I find I get way greater flavors by calcium putting in another shit and a shit. So is this something that we can leave in the reservoir for a day or two, or is this something you mix and apply? Ideally, because of the chemical reaction of calcium molecules, I mean, we have guys that automate. There's no question it can be done. What we find, though, is the availability of those calcium molecules is greatly reduced over a period of time when it's sitting in a reservoir because... You know, our Demeter's destiny is an unbonded calcium, and that calcium is designed to enter into a medium and find cocoa, coconut hair, adhere to it, and chelate magnesium off of coconut hair. So if that Demeter's calcium molecule was sitting in a reservoir with Medusa's magic, which has proteins and enzymes and, and all the goodies in there, that unbonded calcium molecule is going to want to bond to something in the Medusa's magic, and it will tie that up and turn it into an organic compound. You know, it's still going to be available. It's just going to need to be broken down through some form of bacteria where if you mix it and hit your plants with it, you know, within an hour, all that reaction is going to occur in the soil level and it's going to create more energy, more microbial food and way more chelation. So you'll, you get a far better result if you mix and feed in the same day. Gotcha. So four or six hours, you think you can let it set for that or you just want to literally mix oh, yeah, it in the no. same hour? I personally like literally <laughs> mix it and then dump the whole jug right on per plant because right. I really want to, because I, I see the reaction. If, if these chemicals, I mean, excuse me, these uh, calcium molecules and the acids are reacting in the soil level, they're, they're generating a, an energy field that's promoting more uptake. So I like to see the chemical reaction occurring in the soil versus in my jug. Right, right. Um, the other main thing, again, comes back to a limp 
this up. Uh, in a reservoir, if you started at 6.0 at the beginning of the week, well, that 15% of insoluble forms of calcium is going to continue to break down over the week, and you'll go from at 6, you know, sometimes all the way to like 7.8 by Friday because you're releasing more of that limestone and making it available so in turn it increases your pH in the reservoir. Now, what do you do about that? You, you ignore that or, or you adjust it? No, I throw more Herculean harvest and get it back down to the sixes. Okay, gotcha. Is this something that you could Herculean put maybe harvest the, 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 is my pH down? Yeah, yeah. I'm saying, can you put the pH up and pH down maybe in a you know in, in reservoirs and use a doser for that at least? Would you be able to do something like that? Or again, you want oh, that? Oh, yeah, I mean, you can definitely. I mean, and you know, like I said, I've got guys all over the country that run hydro and deep water and. and you know, if you're paying attention to your garden, you can make it work. It definitely works. Yeah. Um, I, especially I, if you're using a cocoa base or, you know, a form of medium, a soilless medium where it goes in and it may not be 100% available today for the plant. You'll adjust it in a few, you know, in a reasonable time and still make it available. So it's still nutrition. It's more like using earth juice. You know, it's not available to your plant, but the microbes can break it down. Right. Right, you gotta think a little bit ahead. <laughs> yeah, Scott, yeah. You, I'm, I'm here on your site, and you'd, you'd love uh, Scotty. It says, you know, we don't make plant food; we make soil food. And another cool things I've noticed on here uh, for you, you listeners, go over to uh, organsonly.com. I mean, you offer uh, empty. He's got a blank feeding schedule download here, so growers can just print this out, share their feeding schedule, and you also mentioned that the feeding schedules on here are only suggestions and they're made, you know, by people using your product for people using your product. Cause I hate how some people on oh, on the feeding schedule to the T when really you got to learn the plants <laughs> and look at the plants. Yeah. Um, and as well as, uh, yeah, you just got a lot of good information on here and, um, your, uh, environmental stewardess, uh, stewardship, I guess I noticed you guys take rainwater. Is it, you said you're washing you, when you have yeah. the ability to wash cocoa, are you still doing that? Oh yeah, no, it's uh, it's been a nightmare. But yeah, we just built a new <laughs> building. Um, we set up a thirty thousand gallon rainwater collection system that no water hits our ground at all. It's collected internally, so we can. I mean, all of our nutrients are made with rainwater. That's all of awesome. our soils prepped with rainwater. Um, you know, at the Agenda Twenty One state, it was kind of tough because you definitely have to pay some fines if you want to collect rainwater. It's against the law. Yeah, um, sure is. But we we paid the fines. We are licensed, and yes, we uh, we promote so much on the rainwater side. It's the purest thing you can use, and you know we we go to the aspect of you know when we source out our commodities, we don't just go to the feed lots. We don't go to you know the Horizon Humic Acid people. I mean, when we wanted humic, we went to Bioac. We said we need fulvic, and we need humic, and we need the best because. You know, there's already a lot of humic and fulvic in the market, and it all sucks. I mean, it can have the fancy label and it can have the big brand, but the reality is, it's from shale. It's from a plant. It's not from a bioavailable source of nutrition. And you know, when you spend that much time and that much energy and freaking that much money to bring in these commodities, you want it to be balanced with you know good clean water. And you know, we're in Oregon. We're blessed. We have for but they still throw their chlorines and their bromines and the crap in it. So what better way to get the purest thing than to have it fall down on your, your rooftop. Yeah. Couldn't agree with you more there, man. Before we, we wrap it up, nightmare. I wanted to ask you if you have, I don't know, what are some of your picks? I mean, if you could, 
let's say somebody's already set on, you know, they're not, well, I'm not going to try this whole line. I like this. I'm already really loving my base. Like, for example, Scotty uses can A and B. I sometimes use uh, um, a soul synthetics base or bio or general organics base or I don't know. But what are your, like, a couple of flagships, like, let's say you could add to almost any line. Would you say your Herculean Harvest is one? For sure. That's the number one selling product for us. Um, and, you know, if I just sold that, the Olympus up together as a two-pack, as a flush. You know, do four feedings in a row with whatever you use, and then once a week just flush them with the bone meal. And, you know, you're not not feeding them. It, just keep in mind, you're adding valuable calcium that no other nutrition nutrient line in the industry is giving you. But you're getting that calcium in there. Um, calcium phosphate has one bond. It's the phosphorus. So that has seven more bonds to attach to. So what it does essentially in a flush will go in and will attract sodium to that calcium molecule and create an organic compound to pull salt away from your root system and turns it into a micro food. Most of our cleaners in the industry are just sugar-based waters or whatever. I mean, they don't tie up salt. They just flush salt out. And we don't want it to just flush out. We want to capture it and pull it away and make sure it's never available again. I like it. Um, so the, the bone meal's money for sure, and I guess if I had to add one more thing for people to really see what the bone meal does is the uh, bloom cast. Um, the bloom cast is totally a unique product. There's the active ingredient is not on the label. It's at Stanford being identified by science for the last seven years. They don't really want to identify it because they know what it is. It's not just um, ascophyllum noticeum only. Not just some yeah, no, that would be great if it was, but it's not. It's uh, it's a it's a calcium facilitating molecule that my chemist partner, who's been studying this thing for 35 years, in the last five he has discovered this element that needs to be on the periodic table. They won't put it on there until it's completely scientifically proven. Um, we have about a thousand gardens out there that have scientifically proven what this stuff does, and it's pretty phenomenal. Oregonium, um, but, nectarum. What's it going to be called, man? <laughs> we don't. Yeah, no, it's probably Frankum. <laughs> we'll name it after the freaking crazy bastard who made it. Nice. Um, That's a foliar spray, right? That product, Bloom Chaos. Well, it's both a foliar and a watering. Um, if you, it promotes the uptake of calcium, and so much that if you were to take, if you were to take Bloom Chaos and put it against or put it on your can of plants by itself. Tomorrow you would go in and every single leaf on your plant would be clawing downward. You'd have twisting of the foliage. Um, you would be torturing your plant because they can't get enough calcium to support that chaos. But with the bone meal, Olympus up, Demeters and Aphrodites, there's more than enough calcium molecules to promote cell division, cell hardening. Um, and we, what we find is it creates super tight branching. Um, when you're foliar feeding the bed, it promotes, you know, Tighter internodal space, more branching in the plant. They stay shorter, longer. But when they go into the bloom stage, they start to grow, and those fruiting bodies stay closer together, so that you promote much larger fruit with less, you know, bottom feeder stuff. Yeah. Um, and ultimately, in that last, so for the last 14 days, the first seven of those 14, I'm pushing pretty hard with the bloom cast with my bone meal flushing because I'm trying to fill those voids up with the calcium facilitator that chaos is. It promotes more calcium into the fruit, which ultimately makes it a much denser, harder, heavier fruit. Yeah. 
like I it. I cut it out in the last week because they just love it so much. They just want to keep growing. I mean, you can push plants another two weeks by using the chaos. Wow. Now, do you still have the pH up? Uh, we're always, you know, trying to hook people up, take care of our listeners. I noticed, I didn't know if it was a sample size or not. I saw, I think it was like an eight ounce or something of the pH up. Is that a smaller size? Out of the box you saw? I saw it sitting at some store. never be out of a box. <laughs> yeah. um, okay, well, so those are what come in our sample boxes. Okay, gotcha. Because, yeah, I, I mean, yeah. I like that size to get out. And, of course, anything, I mean, the model here on Dude Grow Show is, uh, yeah, anything you can get us for our listeners, we definitely send out as samples, and we definitely have some people interested. So if you can hook us up with well, any of that. What I can tell you is let anybody know. I mean, we don't market. We don't do trade shows. We don't do advertising. Hell, we don't even stop by stores and, and cold call because we are 100% word of mouth. What about Facebook, And what man? I tell people <laughs> well, yeah, look at my Facebook and see my last post. I love it. I <laughs> the love only it. thing I do is IG. Um, but uh, what we tell people is, you know, the proof's in the pudding. If you're interested in trying the product, all you have to do is go to the website, email us. All emails go to me. We don't have secretaries. I mean, it's a it's an eight-guy show. Uh, we're a small company, but we have a lot of heart. You're talking to the president when you email. There's no phone numbers to call. I mean, you're... Everybody who ever talks to Nectar is either talking to me or our one rogue guy who's an independent sales rep. But if Great. you're willing to pay freight, any of your customers, any of your listeners are willing to pay the freight, which is anywhere from 15 to $25, we send out six quarts and two eight-ounce bottles for you to try. Yeah, we don't fuck around because, you know, two ounces isn't even going to water my plant today, so how am I going to know what it does in a month? And same. we want people to take a plant, never change what you do. You already know what you do. So take one plant or one light and try something different because, you know, I hate to say it, we came from Big Egg and we're all being lied to in this industry. 90% of the shit on our shelves are just remarketed, you know, middleman, relabeled, overmarketed crap that costs 25 cents a gallon to produce. And that's bullshit. And, you know, we're trying to bring something to the industry that says, Hey, you guys like super soils? We'll make you a super soil in a bottle because we're doing the digestion. We spend 10 weeks breaking down liquid or the bone meals to make it into a liquid bone meal. There's no mixing and bottling in the same day in this facility. Everything takes, you know, two to 10 weeks to manufacture. So it's a completely different concept to gardening. And, you know, we're getting there one garden at a time. People are, are spreading the word and that's all we really want. We just want one garden at a time to keep us on the forward motion. Keep Definitely. real, man. I love it. So then the easiest way, if they just want to hook up, just to, so in case anybody didn't hear it, is just drop you an email and say, hey, yeah, they're willing to pay freight. They're going to get enough to, for a run, a run on a light or a run on a couple plants. And yep. hell yeah. I don't know you heard about it on the Dude Grows show, man. Yep. Yeah, man. And be prepared. I ask questions because I like to know what people are doing so I know how to help them because everybody's different. Every soil is different. Every environment's different. And the more I know, the more I can help you troubleshoot before it's ever a problem. And, you know, everybody's success out there is what has made our company what we are. Um, and we're not, we're not batting the night of that. We definitely, we embrace our followers and, you know, we are a Nectar fan. That's the hashtag Nectar fan. That's how we call ourselves. So nice. <laughs> are you going to be nice. out the, towards Colorado anytime soon? Do you come out here for any industry shows or hang out or you just, you're busy, <laughs> you're busy on the West coast enough. Yeah, you know, I mean, I I love my family. I got a 10-year-old and a wife that's been married 20 years. At the end of the day, I go home. I hang out in the woods with my kid. We, you know, 
I, I'm just not part of this industry. It's bizarre. It's, uh, I love what I do, and I, I kind of don't like the industry I'm in. Um, but, you know, that's why I don't market, and that's why we don't advertise. Shit, every one of those labels you see on there was drawn by an end user. The names were come up. I mean, we had a contest because we used to just call it bone meal, yucca, calcium, you know, grow, bloom. And the industry wanted the marketing, so we didn't want to do the marketing. We gave away a five-gallon jug of the entire line to anybody who could name a product or draw a picture. <laughs> That's sweet. So everything you see is 100% customer-driven, customer-marketed, customer-sold. We don't. It's a great, it's an easy freaking job. I just give those shit away, and people sell it for me. Yeah, I love it, man. That's I, I have a small company with one product, and that's the way I run it as well, man. I teach people how to grow. I teach people how to use the product and, and put it in their hands, and the rest is up to them. Exactly, yeah. I'm not going to force you to take anything, and, and certainly don't come to me and ask me, if you ever email me and say, why should I use your line? I say, don't fucking use my line. Go back to GH. It's fine. It's three parts. It's fucking easy, but don't ask me to tell you why because I'm not going to. Right, right. You got You got. That's the one decision you got to make on your own, my friends. Yeah, it's kind of like should I date that hooker or that hooker? Nah, probably shouldn't date either. <laughs> <laughs> I like it, man. No, it's good to hear somebody that's yeah straightforward in this industry, not full of shit. It's breath of fresh air. Definitely <laughs> appreciate your time on the show, and uh, I'm yeah, I'm Thanks excited. To, uh, I appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, you're one product that that caught my attention i'm sure you heard this many is your, your ph up was what got me into some of your things so i'm excited to try a couple more especially that uh running the herculean and the the aphrodites until the end i'll give it a go yeah honestly yeah, I'll get you hooked up. The, the way that you run your business is what's got me interested because when i see p- people pulling nectar off the shelves with no marketing with no super fancy you know high-end labels you realize that they're <laughs> buying they must know something and what they're buying is what's in the bottle that's what excites me. I'd like to try it. Yeah. I, well, and yeah, I appreciate that because that's you know, we look for integrity over profitability, and you know our accountant yells at us because we're not we don't make money like this industry does. And you know what though, I'm happy with what I do, and I go to bed every night, and I don't sit there with one eye open wondering who's going to fucking stab me in the neck because I ruined their garden. Yeah, I mean so you didn't I'm, even say, I'm good with that. You didn't even say the word bloom booster at all, man. I don't, I don't know, man. <laughs> Yeah, PK boosters, he's that man. That's what we need more cancer in our fucking medicine. Hey, we we got this um, great grower that that hangs out with us, JD, and he busts our chops all the time. When are you guys gonna talk about the bloom boosters? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, well, unless we're forgetting something here, man, I'm gonna take it to break. If you want to hang on the line for a minute, we'll BS a little bit more. Uh, anybody have anything to add, Scotty? Scott? No, man, I'm good. That was awesome. You didn't have yeah. a soundboard. Yeah. Yeah. Drop it, <laughs> drop it, dude. Scotty, you feel free to reach out if you guys ever want to get deeper or go further or any questions. I mean, I you know it's communication and 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 having a nice conversation with people that get it. That that's what makes this happen. So feel free to always reach out and all the customers as well. I mean, I I will stay up till midnight and the last emails answered every single day to make sure that your little problem in your garden is solved by morning. I oh, love it, man. Yeah. Love it. Only midnight, man. I was up till three answering emails last night, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, after midnight, I'll wake up at five. I'll, I'll hit him up in the morning. Oh, shit. You wake up at five. All right, you got me beat, man. <laughs> yeah, I got to run freaking my, my, my crew. I got to get to work. Damn, man. My, my crew wakes me up, man. That's how you know you got a good crew. <laughs> Yeah, they are good people. Awesome, man. Thank you so much for taking the interview and taking the time to, to explain to us, man. We're uh we're all works in progress over there over here. Aren't we? 
however much we think we know, when you think you know it all is, 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 is when you're screwed. Oh yeah. That's when they call a burial. That's <laughs> <Yes>, true. <laughs> right nice, on. man. Look forward to meeting you one day, buddy. Guys, uh, yeah, well, I'll let you know when I'm heading in. Sounds good. Or me heading out there, man. Yeah, I gotta exactly. get out there. Let you know when we're heading out. I want to tour that facility. Absolutely. Yeah, we are trans. Uh, we, we like to be called the uh, transparent company. We have tours with store owners, managers, sales reps. Anybody who wants to see it, come on through. We nice. like to uh, show people that we're actually not full of shit. We actually do digest things here. Cool. All right, guys, we'll be right back. You heard it on uh, Dude Grow Show there, Scott, from uh, Nectar for the Gods. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll be right back. Thanks, right. Scott. your crop needs inspiration recharge is a great innovation use it on your plants daily and nightly immediate results are more than likely put it on your crop watch it grow buds so healthy they almost glow vigorous growth rates a yield so ample more thc than you can handle enhance your soil's nutrition recharges like a weed physician helping your crops stay fertilized, making great plants for great herbal highs. Plus it's organic. Unlike those sprays, you gotta get Recharge. Order today. If there was a problem, Recharge will solve it. Your crop is stale. Let Recharge evolve it. Recharge, baby. Recharge, baby. Recharge, baby. Recharge, baby. What's up, everybody? We're back. And while you were enjoying the interview with Scott there from Nectar for the Gods. We were learning about OG, man, while getting very high. San Fernando Valley OG joint just appeared in our laps. And, man, now it's a little bit better, I think. Let's see if we can pull it off. Let's see if we can do it. Let's give it a shot. We, I did hear about about 16 different types of OG. It was kind of like Forrest Gump with uh, shrimp. Right? Yes. You know what I mean? There's fire OG. <laughs> San Fernando Valley OG. Well, if you guys liked uh, Scott there, which I'm sure you did, we're going to get him back, I think, after uh, we get off the line. Off the interview, we talked even more with him about his soils and just he, was, he kept dropping the knowledge. So we tuned in. I'm going to actually run one of his soils that uh, Herculean Harvest and the Bloom Chaos and try a few things out, at least on one plant, if not a couple, or one light, we'll say. So I'm always, like you said, it's always fun when you have the option to keep it interesting as a gardener. You know, a lot of times once you have a lot of lights set up and a lot on the line, you can't just say, oh, I'm going to try this over here on these few plants. Sure, or on this light, you got to have shit dialed. So Yeah, I, I just love the things that he says about just the way he grows as far as, like, he doesn't want you to test the runoff. He wants you to actually make a slurry where you're taking, you know, a couple ounces of, of soil, a couple ounces of, of pure distilled water. Slurry. And uh, testing your parts per million and, and, your, and your pH, and that's how he's going to recommend how you feed the next week. I mean, that's pretty sick, dude. Yeah. That's pretty dialed right I there. Do I like think that. it's time to get into it, man. All right. Well, let's go on to what are we going on to? What have we been smoking this week, dude? Yeah. We uh, hooked up Token Tony. Token Tony came on out to Denver store, hung out with us, and um, actually got a little hookup from him on some Maui. Wowie, I believe. Was it Maui or just Maui Wowie? I think Maui Wowie is Maui. Because you can't just have Maui without the Wowie, right? Say that five right? times fast. Maui Wowie is Maui. Okay, gotcha. 
and no, sour it was wowie. <laughs> this is tokens, token Tony's first first time ever outdoor grow yeah. flowers. That was and, pretty cool, man. That's like exactly what you know what I want to see, man. A guy that loves smoking, doesn't love buying it, and decides now that now that it's legal to just go, you know, either put up a little greenhouse or just you know, some spots in the yard where ain't nobody at, man. You know, making that shrub pay for itself, man. Well, I can give my review of Maui because it was I I, I used on the Maui during a uh, a working day in the industry, we'll say, and uh, it can it can be a working man's weed. You know, it wasn't too heavy at all uh, in a good way. It's that sativa high, man. Yeah, I, I really tasted good. Uh, tasted gave, great, man. Gave me confidence, you know. You know, took away my social anxiety. No, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just getting into it. <laughs> But uh, overall, I really liked it. It's for somebody's, you know, first time Troy out, though. And we were going to be discussing, you know, more tips and things he's excited to do to get out, out though, next season here in, in Colorado and kind of try and get him lined out on the soil. But you got the Sour D. I didn't, yeah. get, to try, I didn't get to try that. You know, the Sour D has a really unique flavor. You, you know, it's so funny. Back it in, smelled amazing. I know that. Yeah. I mean, you can definitely, that's the one weed that anyone can say, dude. That's not sour D. I know what sour D tastes like because it's just so distinct. And this definitely had that. It's almost like you're. Uh, it's almost like it's yogurt or something. Man. It's <laughs> a weird flavor it's got to it, man. It's sour, you know, like sour milk. Maybe that's where it comes from. But uh, yeah, really great flavor. And man, I he rolled us these big fat machine joints, man. And I was confused after smoking my. You know, I smoked about a half of it by myself. I worked a, a pretty long rep day came home and fired that bitch up and sat on the couch for probably 20 minutes man you know before i realized you know you know what i mean you're Damn, in that I zone smoked a lot of this joint you, you, you know where you're in that zone where you're like yeah. oh shit how long i've been sitting here again so it sounds like it worked out pretty good really good stony weed with the you know the classic sour d flavor man with good confusion or bad confusion uh, I was thinking about <laughs> something, man. As long as it's not that bad confusion where you're like having paranoia confusion. No, man. I like the confusion when I walk up like two sets of stairs, stop in the hallway, and it's like, okay, what what am I doing next? Thank gotta- God somebody <laughs> else does that, okay? <laughs> yes. Because, you know, there's no bad consequence for that confusion. There can be bad confusions, but regardless, <laughs> good outdoor herb. Um, rocking there from Token Tony, and uh, yeah, appreciate the, the samples. It's yeah. always good. To I sh- appreciate Tony came up, came up and visited us on one of our rep days. Kind of broke up the monotony a little bit, man. You know, hell that, yeah, it's pretty cool, man. There's a lot of really cool you know growers around Colorado that come visit us when we're uh, when we're out repping, man. So we appreciate it, man. Yep, we'll be out there and about there. Uh, let's go into the news. Come news. on, man. We'll start off with. Good news, fun news uh, about the scavenger hunt. Hey, you can put this on your good news TV show. Yes, man. I should be saving theirs. The, the one that's in production? The marijuana scavenger hunt coming to Denver in January. Uh, basically, it is what it is, man. There's a company out here promising free weed to stoners to get a clue. Uh, Hemp House Clothing says the Nug Hunt is coming in mid-January, which is pretty cool. You have to gather five clues that will eventually lead them to a party. And then at the party, you will get an eighth. Uh, so, <laughs> At the party, you will get an eighth. 
they'll be giving out 24 eighths. So I guess the first 24 people to arrive, I don't know or how they're going to give them out, but that's kind of cool. You got to do the scavenger hunt for it. Nice. Reminds me up at, at the ski area here. They have a scavenger hunt. New Belgium puts on where everybody dresses up and they, you got to go find all these clues and shit. So what do you win, man? Wouldn't it be cool if they hit beer around town? You know, I mean, wouldn't it be cool if they uh, promoted smoking on the mountain as much as they do drinking? Anyway. Hey, a little drinking never hurt nobody. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, yeah, be part of the scavenger hunt, guys. That's sweet. Out, uh, The Hemp House is putting it on, and uh, it says, oh, they're, they're gift cards you'll be redeeming from Colorado Harvest Company or Evergreen Apothecary. Uh, yeah, I know, man. That, that one, one was a goodie. <laughs> watched it. The, the 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 stone is setting in a little bit, so it's going to start to actually improve right. shortly. So if you guys want to participate, sign up on the website. You'll see this in our show links and go have some fun. <laughs> sounds pretty damn interesting. Uh, yeah, are you sounds, down? Oh, I am down, man. I love that that we're seeing now. We're starting to see the cannabis companies and cannabis business influence in in the community, and it's cool, man. Yeah. Having weed scavenger hunts, man. I'm down. It's kind of, it's kind of <laughs> shit when I was uh, 20 and wanted to change the world. That's, uh, you know, I, I would have liked to have seen that. But he could have gone back and told College Scotty that, uh, hey, man, yeah, they'll be having weed. Your, your generation is going to put on weed scavenger hunts. <laughs> okay. And I, I hope they keep rolling uh, with, yeah, all these fun type of activities. Because after the next story, it just sounds like, um, you know, they'll, uh, or actually, I got one more before that. Getting my news out of the out of order. We need a professional like the papers out in front of me, like the Daily Show or something <laughs> that I can wave papers around. Hey, we should get a teleprompter, man. They're cheap now, man. There we go for my whole part of the show. Yeah. Teleprompted. All right, this isn't anything new, but I like to cover it. We've said it before that there is an article, maybe a couple months ago, that pot has gone postal. Uh, the risk of mailing marijuana. So, service announcement here. Don't mail marijuana. Do you know that it's illegal? Uh, it keeps going up. They're finding you know, more and more people that are doing it. And uh, when it, you cross state lines, it becomes pretty serious. I think in one news article we had read, basically, and this by no means is any guidance, but they were like, if it's an ounce or less, they're kind of just intercepting it and like throwing it out. Like it wasn't worth them to pursue it any further. Right. But they're saying definitely at, you know, whatever will, of course, you can get the DEA involved. And they interviewed a worker there at the uh, Postal Service, Mr. Anonymous here, and basically said that they get the guys to come in. Like when they find a package, of course, they'll get uh, the feds and local drug enforcement. They come in dressed, though, in their you know, Postal Service and FedEx uniforms sure. to complete the investigation. And, of course, whoever's receiving it can get in just as much trouble. So don't be mailing your weed, man. Cops and dope don't mix, do they, Mr. Leahy? Like shit and strawberry shortcake, Randy. <laughs> Keep it real, guys. And now that legalization is coming around here, all these mini black markets are being made. You know, when one state becomes legal, the, the state's closest to it where more money can be made. People are driving, mailing and uh, be careful with what you're doing. So, anything to add on, Mr. Real? Or are you too high off of the uh, San Fernando Valley? No. OG. Just thinking Kush. about not going to my mailbox now, man. You know, <laughs> freaked out. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> A little man. Freaked I, out, huh? I mean, you definitely don't want to be systematically mailing weed, through, mailing weed, man. Definitely get you, get, it'll catch up with you sooner or later. Although, I was listening to that, uh, that, 
Silk Road, the guy that made the Silk Road. Uh-huh. Yeah, there was this podcast that I, I forwarded to you when you're on your air, on, on your California trip. I told you to listen to it. Yeah, I checked it out. About the Dread Pirate Roberts, the guy that started the and ran the Silk Road, and it was yeah. really interesting. And like his downfall was that I guess they were looking at a second in command. The second in command just had mailed to his house for some wacky reason, like like seven kilos of coke or something yeah. like that. It was like something really like a big box of Coke. That's when he know? was making a decision, stretched out on Coke about what to mail to his house. If you blow too much, you're in trouble. Yeah, but I mean, it just seems so strange, man. You know, I mean, it just it just uh, that you can just get UPS to ship Coke to you. And then I was thinking about uh, I've had people ship me like potassium samples and silica. You should see what powdered silica looks like. <laughs> Holy shit, man. I was thinking, you know, that was a product I was going to do. It looks like a big bag of Coke, man. I like so, it. It's crazy, man. That's your service announcement. All right, on with the news. Politics for a minute. Uh, we, we were talking about Congress and D.C. Right on. Basically, uh, having the decision-making here and what's going to happen with uh, the people of the District of Columbia wanting not only to decriminalize, which they had done, but also uh, they got the legalization now. But it sounds like Congress is going to make it overturn that shit. And basically, by adding it into another massive bill, you know, sneaking something in there. So, you know, it's like you have to vote for the bill because it's such a good one, but... It's um, I'll find the specific the yeah. writer the writer in that bill number like seventy one or something yeah. overturns everything you guys ever wanted with weed. This aggression will not stand, man. It's it is so fucked up. They obviously have a lot of people pissed off out there. I feel you because they voted for this for multiple reasons. They also thought the laws were you know causing an increase in like racism problems between police and the black community and marijuana and all kinds of shit. And they finally the people vote for what they want. So how can this fucking other think, group just be like ah oh, whatever this is how we want it, it man you got a few hundred you know maybe you know what is it you got a couple it's this is the representatives is what yeah. this is so yeah. you know that's what five or six hundred people i think maybe i'm wrong man but it's a few hundred people in the house of representatives and those are all powerful people they're all congressmen they're coming into their you know it's their community six months out of the year four months out of the year however long they stay in washington and they're going to inflict their values on it, man. They're powerful enough to where the guy from Idaho is going to say, fuck that, man. I don't, I don't want to be having no weed stores, you know, in my neighborhood. Yeah, man. and 70% of the voters of D.C., they voted for but this. These guys, you know, and the it's most... like for full legalization. I won't say full, but legalization to yeah. be determined. And, yeah, I mean. But not... the 500 or 600 most powerful people in D.C., that aren't from D.C. don't want it. Their culture says no. See, I didn't think the people that aren't from why the fucking representative from Iowa has any say in this. Sounds, that's my point, man. Are you it's sure? whacked, man. I mean, for God's so sake, people. So that's the Congress we're talking about. You know what about? it is is you got to vote for this bill because it's so, like you said, it's such a good bill to free up money for this, that, and the other thing. So if you don't vote for this, you're crazy. But it also returns legalization. Yeah, and who really cares about that, so... Blank my blank and blank you. I mean, yeah, maybe it's also some of the, the cops are doing so good out there with uh, the fact of putting people in programs and possession tickets and yeah, getting people part too. of the system to make money on them. I don't know, but pisses me off. That's the shittiest story of the news. 
Man, I was watching something today. I was actually watching people sell back textbooks, those real expensive textbooks, and thinking to myself how, man, couldn't you just get that shit on an iPad? And then I started thinking about how there's a ton of really ineffective ways that we still do things just to keep everybody working, man, everybody getting a paycheck. If it, everything was super streamlined and super efficient, you'd have a lot of out-of-work folk. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. The human way. The human way. Yep. You know, the way I think, of humanity automates. Yeah, I think, and it's a. They're not. Everybody's not looking to just streamline things, man, and make it as efficient as possible. Everybody's looking to keep a little bit of gravy on the plate, man. I'm looking to streamline the lose the news a little more, so Come we can on, get the grow talk. What you got, man? This is gonna be a six-hour show. Only, man. <laughs> only since it's it's coming up to Christmas time. We put, you you had found this story where a woman was arrested for a. And this I think happens every year. I almost hear this. Somebody's arrested for putting up a pot Christmas tree. Like <laughs> she had a cannabis tree. This is uh, the Chilean police, so down in South America, I believe. But anyway, there's a short video of like a squat team coming in, and it all started oh, with her, her 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 weed Christmas tree. And then she had all kinds of baggies and shit, and was dealing. Like I guess it's just somebody that loses their mind. I mean, I have thought about it though. I've thought about it. I don't know if it would be strong enough structure for all my ornaments, though. It's the only problem. Oh, shit. That's funny, man. Put up a nice hemp one, you know. You know some dispensaries out here are going to be kicking that. I haven't looked around lately, but I'm sure they got some of their hemp, their no, you know, no flower value hemp trees up with wrapped in some ornaments and stuff. Yeah, Actually, man. that's probably against the rules. What am I saying? <laughs> it's against the rules, the MMD. All right. So uh, Colorado Pot taxes um they're talking about basically i think we're we're equal with Colorado pot, pot taxes hold steady in october so the retailers sold uh 30 wow what 31 million dollars in recreational marijuana in october Am I all right all wow right. i didn't think it would be that high um that's and, a lot of weed man well you know i mean at, at 60 dollars an eighth man shit adds up Seriously, that is kind of uh, kind of intense. Yeah, I mean, we're just talking to you know about dispensary owners making a quarter million dollars a month, man. Could you like shut up and give us the money? Yeah, they're saying overall, uh, since January first, Colorado has brought in more than sixty million in taxes, license, and fees for recreational and medical. So this is where the other states look at the uh, you know, oh, all right, well that sounds really good. You know, we could use that $60 million for a lot of different things. So, I dig it. I dig it. That's the, the Dude Grows financial report on Colorado pot taxes. Yeah, man. It's good good to see that we're contributing, though. You know, like I said, pot's starting to really the, – the stigma's really wearing off now, man, where we're just becoming another business. I was looking when I uh, I went to get a coffee, and then I, when I made a U-turn, there was like a Bud Depot, and it had this big, beautiful sign. And I was like, man, I'll bet you that the sign guy was really psyched when Bud Depot called him was going <laughs> to open up, you know? Yeah. Um, let's go on to, I don't I want to get your opinion on this. More and more people here in Colorado are talking and uh, over in uh, Oregon about combining, you know, do we need medical and do we need to have recreational? Do we need two different systems? What yeah, do you think about that? I think that it's kind of the same thing we were talking about before, man, that people don't want the most efficient ways of doing things. They want to make a whole bunch of jobs for folks, you know? Obama need to make jobs for folks, man. Jobs, 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 and jobs. Let's vote for jobs! Yeah! 
But it seems, I don't know, it just seems like it'd be, I think different products is where I would think and off the top of my head as far as having certain, you know, sprays, high-grade pharmaceutical shit that's super clean and super tested for the medical community. And then on the other end, the rec community isn't as, I don't want to say as regulated. Oh, but man. I don't even think there's, you know, I'm just thinking about the shit that we've heard, man. I don't even think there is super clean anything commercial, man. Yeah, as far as the testing or what's allowed. What's I mean, what's allowed, I, yeah, you're allowed to, to have Eagle 20 on your product, man. You're allowed to spray Avid. I don't know. We can't be speaking for, for, for all state systems, but now in, the, the, most in, of them are on their infancy that they're not doing, yeah, the testing yeah, needed for everyone. Are you sure? Yeah, in Colorado, man. I mean, you, it's really scary to think. I mean, I tell you what. Everybody out there, you know, the Costa Mesa Steves and, and guys like that are really concerned about the federal uh, government coming in and, and, you know, awarding contracts to Monsanto and, and big guys like that to grow our, our cannabis for us. No, 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 no. You'll still always have a cottage industry. You'll always need to have that organic gardener that's, that's growing great herb because it's going to be a completely different product because to grow big ag cannabis, either indoors or out, you're going to need pesticides and you're going to need herb, you know, I'm sorry, uh, fungicides. That, so know. do you hate or is it not compare? I don't like comparing the herb industry to alcohol, but in the fact that I, I enjoy my beers and I don't drink anything anymore from, you know, let's say whatever, PBR, Coors Light, any of the main ones. I, I like to drink the German beers, the Purity Law. Like I know it's got seven ingredients. Rheinheitsgebot. Yes, local beers as well. Some of the craft like done here in Colorado on the Lucky Front Range with I a lot of breweries. A beer commercial. <laughs> but hitting... Uh, I'm choosing the craft brews around here, you know, or in comparison, would you say? So people that are, you know, big, big pharma or whatever is coming into this to make money for sure. And weed pills. Fuck you. Pay me. So people have, yes, the option you're saying they can stick with. They will. They will stick out the same way that if you had some, uh, the same way that if you had a farmer's market in your neighborhood that had that fresh produce that was grown in compost that you would favor that and probably even pay a significant amount more, maybe double for that quality of, of produce and that quality of food. I think you'll find the same folks are going to do that when you can go buy a 1200. Yeah, I don't think they're going to set up a system where they're going to sell dude a license to open up a boutique storefront to still sell his herb. They are doing not, that in Michigan. I mean, that'd be good. I don't think they're that interested. I think they're more interested like now how the game is. I mean, you got to invest so much money just to get in as a grower whereas you but know that's not you know i mean that's not the way it is everywhere and i wonder if that model will, will wane in michigan they opened it up so that you're not only they're discouraging the the big mega stores you know the chains i think you're only allowed one store per county like each person's allowed one uh pot shop per county and uh, yeah, it was it was really cool rules, man. To where they're encouraging, you know, people to to you know, maybe do. I think the maximum would be a thousand plants. You know, I don't. You know, I think that'd be the maximum. But a, a couple people could get together, card up, and do a thousand plants, and that's a nice little business, you know. Yeah, for sure. If well, you have a passion for that, it sure becomes a lot of work. Yeah, and we'll see what happens. I mean, they gotta figure out a way to open up smaller licensing if they want to eliminate the local whatever black markets per se because uh, people that grow really good herb are gonna need to sell good herb to support their grow and the way they have it set up now 
there's that's done illegally. Do you know it violates Georgia law? I don't know what the consequences are. It'd be cool to talk to a lawyer about that as far as if it's a ticketed situation for, you know, buddy selling uh, quarterback to his best friend gets in trouble. Like, you know, I don't like that. It has to be barter and trade. The system should be set up a little yeah. different, you know. But anytime, same thing. If I want to sell my damn peppers that I grow in the summer, that I need a license to do that pretty yeah. much, right? If they happen to be stuffed with weed, well, <laughs> do I need a license to do that? Yes. And stuff my peppers with weed and put cheese on the top. Oh, man, that sounds good. Everybody's just figuring it out, man. Every state's doing it a little different, and it'll be cool to let uh, – Everybody do their own thing, hopefully on the state level decide instead of some big blanketed blanketed rules from the feds. So it'd be nice if we could as much as I hate to say it, but devalue it a little bit to where it's a plant that that everybody's growing. There's some people everybody's got weed, weeds around. Some people got really good weed. Almost the same thing as wine or beer, you know? Let's say wine, for example. You can go buy a Boone's Farm for three bucks, but you can also buy a bottle of wine, and plenty of people do for eighteen, twenty-five dollars. You know, end up. You know, it's you know, I, you, we don't even have to get into the real super premium stuff. But people that drink commonly will drink a twelve. You know, when you can buy a seven-dollar, a five-dollar bottle of wine, they'll drink a sixteen or a seventeen bottle. Occasionally, a twenty-two-dollar bottle is a treat. Those are the same. That's the same type of you know place in my brain where where I put weed as being like cool. I really want a treat. You know, I'll I'll grow that OG that is going to give me three ounces for three months of my life. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'll, I'll grow that fire. You know what I'm saying? Hell yeah, yeah. I don't see myself. Uh, uh, I think it's going to be a totally different industry, like you said, um, when they're offering pills and gum and sprays and all that. I'm not really interested in, in unless i really needed it 100 percent medicinally in those products i mean i like I like all the attributes of my, my joint and my bowl and my bone with some ice in it so that's the way i like to look at it uh i'll kick one more story here come on man pick one out man. kind of tied in it just uh said big pharma will sell weed gum to medical marijuana patients so it looks like the gum is where they're maybe because the technology is already there with yeah, all the machines the they have for nicotine gum. Yeah. Hey, let me buy you a pack of gum. I'll show you how to chew it. Woo. So yeah, big. They got a company here that has purchased an acre in the, in the Netherlands. Ooh, a whole acre. And yes, all you can grow a lot of herb with an acre, man. Not, if I'm, lot making, not if I'm selling it in packs of gum. <laughs> <laughs> they they got an, you know some genetic modification going on there. The gum grows right out of the buds, dude. Now you're creeping me out, man. But um, article mentions, uh, you know, some few other. It's going to launch MedChew in 2017. And uh, there's another company I've mentioned before as my, I think, my uh, never or one, don't listen to me, stock pick, GW Pharmaceuticals. It's funny. We're going to listen to this in 10 years and been like, damn, we would have been rich. Dude, he was on on the inside, man. He (laughs) knew. But Big Pharma knows what's up, man. And they got as, uh, this is an explicit show, fuck you money. So basically, you know, I heard of one company just sell the other day out to, I forgot, Merck or somebody. You know, they go gobble them up. Let's buy them fuckers. It was like, oh, they bought them for $600 billion. Oh, my God. They're just acquiring another company under there. Kind of wild. Talk about that kind of money. Um Let's you said see. billion or zillion, man? Bilzillion. Bazillion. Wow. Oh, my God. Bazillion's official, right? It's like 14 zeros, man. 
Well, let's take a quick break. Let me get the rasp out of my voice here for a little bit. I might get myself a beverage. I don't know. I don't know. It's this dude grow show. Have a yerba mate. Should I beatbox again? I think somebody commented on my beatboxing the other show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to stop there because it starts to get real good after that. <laughs> oh, I love that guy, man. Dill Weed, is that his name? <laughs> <laughs> I always I would say, you're right, probably, because I put D. I'd be like, who's D-Y-L? And it's short for Dill Weed. Just wow. like that's yes. kind of almost on them uh, smokable Johnson, yeah, smokable Johnson, OG De- Dirtbag, and, 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 and deal some weed, man. There you go, man. I like yes. it. Every, everything means something here, man. It's a DGC crew, <laughs> yo. All right, we're gonna be back with Grow Talk, guys. Get into your questions. Um, what's going on in our grows on episode fifty-three of the Dude Grow Show? Peasy weasy. Hey guys, remember that there's plenty more great grow knowledge over at DudeGrows.com. So go check out all of our news, videos, and latest articles about growing great weed without all the bullshit. And remember, it's donations from listeners like you that keep the real deal marijuana grow knowledge coming at ya. So visit DudeGrows.com and be the DGC. Mando Dope! Tree planter and Pato Banter. We do not sniff the coke. We only smoke and Dedicated to the ganja farmers all over the world. The healing of the nation. Ganja. The cannabis culture. The seed planters who sprout life. Oldie and Pato Banter. Now let me tell you this one story, it was nothing but the truth The first time I done seen the weed man, I was just a youth This man gave me a seed, said give it water, let it root And you can grow this plant yourself and keep it for personal use So I took it in my hand and headed home to grow this wanna I put it in the soil and became a ganja farmer Now everybody smoked it, even President Obama But when it comes to coke, I do not like it, I'm a goner I do not sip the coke, I only smoke Sensanila I do not sip the coke, I only smoke Back with the grow talk, grow talking up in here. Best part of the show, uh, in my opinion. I or, like the news. Yes. I like the part where we talk about our feelings. Man, the news, I don't know. I didn't like the news today. I'm going to come up. I might have to implement the good news policy because some of that bad news is just like whatever. Oh, man. Everybody should simply be able to lay back, grow their own herb, unregulated, chilling. It's a plant, man. It's a plant. All right. Uh, uh, I'm going to throw in the grow talk here. Uh, got an update here. I don't know. How about we call it a, a salesman update? We're hanging out here uh, central way to go with uh, Tyson. He does, I think, a little bit of grow consulting, but he was giving an update and uh, start off grow talk with why not to set up huge rooms. We were talking about powdery mildew and uh, the fact that, you know, if you have the bigger the area, the harder to control, or if you have a huge rooms with plants and multiple stages of flowerings. And his recommendation was setting up, you know, 25 to 30,000 watt rooms. Um, instead, you know, that way, if you have five or six of those, you're going to have more control on trying to eradicate the problem. Heaven forbid you have such a problem in one room, you just need to shut that room down, get, you know, get rid of the plants. But I like the philosophy on it. Yeah, it's interesting. and that's the exact opposite thing that Yair said uh, 
yeah, a couple exactly. months ago. He said, you know, for a, he's, a Yair's thinking, I see what he, on his Facebook and everything, he's going to these huge greenhouses, these huge commercial greenhouses, and he's saying, hey, man, that's the way they do it for economies of scale. That's, yeah. the, that's the way indoor needs to, needs to go. But I don't know, man. I mean, I do see, you know, you ain't making no money if you're losing crops to powdery mildew or losing crops well, to insects. Microclimates also, I mean, that was a good point there but tyson as far as the bigger the room it's it's harder to manage a uniform good growing climate you're going to have microclimates and the bigger the warehouse the more air volume most conventionally i mean almost all conventional hvac systems aren't set up for this style this type of use you know greenhouse growing indoors so you know something just to keep in mind just a, a tip there when you're thinking about room setup off the top of my head without thinking more about it i do like man if i was going to set up 100 lights you know, five lights or five rooms with 20 lights each uh, and going that route. But there's, a few, you know, plenty of ways to look at it because I know there's rooms out here with hundreds of lights. And right. Like, Whatever, man, it's working good for us. So. I don't know, but we're in central Denver where a lot of these guys shop and these guys hear a lot of things, man. And I wonder how good it is working for everybody. Yeah. Give us some feedback. Hopefully you're pumping some dude grow show up in your garden. Yeah. All right. Another first question here in grow talk from Chris. Uh Whoa, I just uh, jumped my teleprompter, my Uh-oh. four screens. Webmaster. All right. So he was talking here about uh, using a little bit of the uh, transport. Uh, we sent out some transport from Optic Foliar, uh, told people to give us some feedback. And he said he used it with uh, Jumpstart from Grow More and a kelp. And, uh, you know, there's tons of good kelp out there through week five. And he hasn't had a single issue, no burn, just rapid growth. And, you know, he's really hitting them a lot with lights on. Uh, so good feedback on the transport. That is the, I guess I'd call it, I don't want to call it just a wetting agent, but it's the what delivers whatever you're using in your foliar spray, enables you to spray, spray with your lights on. And, uh, yeah, which I, I like. I used to have to do the same shit where you shut off the lights, turn on either the green light, or actually I just I would do the lighter fluorescence, like have your little twirly bird fluorescent screwed up you could turn on, do all your foliar spraying, make sure you get under the leaves, it's nice to make that job a little easier. So Yeah, man, definitely. Uh, it goes on to say, um, let's see here. He goes on, it didn't, he didn't run Jumpstart from day one of flower. If you guys don't know what Jumpstart is, what would you call it, a tricantinol product, Scotty? Yeah, but it's got a lot of kelp in there. It's got uh, humic, I believe it's got some humic acids in there. It's a good, uh, good product to add a little bit of, I don't know, man. I guess it just is really a rooting. You only pull your spray, no? I do only foliar spray. Yeah, I start. I started using a little bit of it just like last week. I give a put it in my once a week treat. I put some jump start <laughs> in there. Put some recharge once in there. Once a week and treat. Put, put some kelp and fish in there. I'll take it. I like it. Long story short, guys, if you aren't foliar feeding, get on the bandwagon. It's an. It's like a, another. It brings you up another level, and you're you're growing. Your plants love it. And having a product like transport to help deliver it any which way. And if, if you guys, I'll still throw that out there. If you guys want to sample, just go over to realgrowers.com and check out with some transport or ATAC and put coupon code OPTIC, I believe, right? Yep. Yeah, at checkout. All you got to pay is 5 bucks then for shipping, and you get the, the, free, the free stuff to try out and hit it up. All right. He also goes on. I didn't know a lot about um, he was getting some seeds. And this gentleman, have you heard of Robert Bergman? Uh-uh. Come on, I thought you heard of everybody. <laughs> he got some Robert Bergman seeds from the Netherlands. Um, and uh, Oh, Bobby B? Bobby, yeah, there you go. Oh, yeah, Bobby B, man. That guy owes me money. 
feminized white widow and another strain uh gold rush feminized and he said what's your opinion on this seed company uh, i did a little bit of reading up on them and i mean if you're coming in from over the netherlands and whatnot white widow feminized seeds i'm sure that shit's gonna rock I'm not saying everything like says they're coming in seedwise from the Netherlands kicks Whoa, ass. Oh, it's from Europe, man. They're imported. Yes, it's from Amsterdam. Whoa. No, I don't know where it is from over there. But uh, he helped write the grow bottle, this Robert Bergman, um, and basically write uh, the grow what? The grow Bible. Yes, Whoa. it is a religion, dude. Is that like sanctioned by some, <laughs> some body or something? What's going on, man? But regardless, let us know, man. Let us know what, what worked out for you on those feminized white widows. I, you know, I only know it's, there's so much out there in the realm of genetics. It blows my mind. It's hard to keep up with anything. I know what I'm doing. And then when you hear about what everybody else is doing, you're like, God, there's got to be a million strains, people. So Yeah. I mean, there's got to be 100,000 a, a strains at this point. Man, it's crazy. Question number two. Comment from Junior Token. Old junior token there, you know? Not senior. Don't get them confused with senior token, okay? Whoa, or token Tony. Yes, or token Tony. What's going on, guys? He lives in a city where they put fluoride into the tap water. I mean, all cities, right, like put a certain amount in their city systems typically. I don't know. Some actually got on that ban, you know, where they'd vote for bans and might have been able to sure. outpower the fluoride money. Right. But regardless, he was told that he could simply add wheatgrass to the water and it changes... Uh, the fluoride's molecular structure, and it is unsafe on oh, my precious ladies. So is this science or hoodoo voodoo? I looked into it a little bit. Like, first off, it's going to probably be pretty expensive, right, to treat your water with wheatgrass, I'm thinking, or inco- think so. inconvenient maybe at least. Uh, people that do – this went into the Google search of, like, everything with wheatgrass and cleansing, and it does remove fluoride from water in the body, but I don't know how it works. Why not with, just buy a tall boy or a small boy water filter? Well, yeah, a couple things with that. First off, the very first thing you guys could do out there, fill up a five-gallon bucket, you know, to whatever size container you need. I used to, you know, have a 50-gallon container. I'd try to fill up off of a, a filter dechlorinator. But I'd still bubble it if I could for a while. But yeah, but you're not going to bubble out chlorine. Bu- the only thing you're going to bubble out is chlorine. You'll make it a little better by getting the chlorine out of there. Yeah. The chloramines will hang out. So then, yeah, you're right. If the first step uh, is you guys want to dechlorinate, the small boy or the tall boy, um, that'd be off the top of my head because I've bought them so many times. Yeah, they're awesome. From Hydrologic. And then uh, small boys, like I think 100 bucks does 3,000 gallons. But keep in mind, if you want to do the uh, chloramine, the chloramine's out of your water. You're going to have to upgrade the small boy filter to, yep. I know the part, the number, a KDF85 carbon. Whoa, man. Yes. You're and in if, the industry, aren't you? And if you want to try and, you know, hydro store tip, mess with the guys, be like, look, I don't need the sediment filter that's in there. I'm going to upgrade. So can you give me credit on that one? You know, and they might take it out of there and be cool. Wow, man. I, I would do it. <laughs> nice. You but know. that should take out any of those filters or carbon filters. They're going to take out the, the fluoride as well. I believe, uh, yeah, they would do that as well. It's yep. basically going to give you a quality dechlorinated water. Now, if you have high uh, PPMs and other shit, like you need to RO. Like when you're up above, man, like two, when you're up above 200, I'd say you want to start thinking about RO, 200 parts per million and thinking about going to get a water test, seeing what's in your water and doing an RO filter if, if you have a garden that's big enough to justify it. You see some other fuckers still going to Vitamin Cottage and wherever and to buy their, uh, their jugs. Like I only buy... 
21 gallon jugs a week for my garden i'm like fuck that's like another chore in addition to like a co2 tank or something hey i'm not sure like i said i would do some consulting in los angeles and the greater california what are they southern california area i guess they call it and dude everybody's buying water there i mean they got these like little water like drive up things and you just drive up there with your big jugs and fill up three or four of them and, and go home unbelievable they're lined up man so i and their water is registering at 700 parts per million so omg yeah it kind of makes sense and yeah I'm, i it registered at 700 parts per million on my buddy's meter in his location other people tell me it's 250 so i mean it very much varies so i, I definitely i'll just say that there's a lot of salt in the water there man yeah and if you're on extreme budget just try to your your municipality should have if you're in a smaller area you're what municipality my friend <laughs> i had that and i nailed it are you sure yes you should did. have uh it could, yeah it gets tougher sometimes i have ha- uh, uh, i do have for the people i think i announced it on one show i have right. a little bit of a fake grill in right now because i had to get a front tooth pulled but a hockey injury going yep on. i'm full on uh on the uh, i told somebody i was on the avalanche practice team and they're like a hockey you're like you're fucking lying there is no avalanche practice team i know this it's, right it's just gonna be a joke come on <laughs> anyway get a test to see um where your water supply is, they might have something available to give you an idea. Granted, after it goes through pipe A, B, C, D, gets out of your faucet and everything else, it could be totally different. But sometimes people have good water. They don't need to freak out about it. Just like you tested recharge with, uh, you know, looking at the bacterial activity in a Petri dish or whatever with city water versus dechlorinated. And it was pretty impressive either way, right? Right. Oh, yeah, definitely, man. So you'd be surprised. Back in the day, I used to think I couldn't run beneficials unless I had a dechlorinator. So that's not true if you got good water to start with. True. If you got a shitload of beneficials. All right. That was Junior Token. Yeah, man. Does his name mean anything? All right. Number three here. Um, see if I can get this name right. Uh, A.A. Ron. All right. This is A.A. Ron here. <laughs> oh, wait. Aaron. Double A Aaron. Okay. I got it. There Sorry about go, that. <laughs> You've seen that key and peel, right? It's like, so funny, man. One of the few I like, but not positive on, uh, yeah, all of them. They get confusing sometimes. But regardless, I shouldn't say confusing, not entertaining. A.A. Ron, I'm in 48 days. I'm 48 days into my first time grow of vanilla kush. I got uh, He got it from Feminized Seed, and I know Scotty is a fan. Are you a fan officially of I call oh, it VK? Hell yeah, man. Absolutely. Yeah. That is a great strain. Really forgiving, easy to grow, um, and just has a great high to it, man. It doesn't have that, like, put you on the couch kind of high. Yeah, people really like it. and, and Does it's it a really have plant. the vanilla flavor? Um, no. Okay. My, my cut really doesn't. We'll, we'll have to see. Regardless, okay, he says he was admiring the ladies cutting off uh, the used-up fan leaves when he saw something in the main cola. It was my first time, but I knew they were instantly nanners. So do you uh, give me what nanners are, a brief Na- sentence. Nanners are little almost like seeds. They're like little starters of seeds. You yeah, know? but still pretty pretty soft. Like not, you don't even have much hardness to yeah. them, but like the start of a seed pouch or Just something. Just enough to fuck up your joint, man. I don't know. We'll s- uh, it depends on the flower. So a few questions. What is your experience with the strain uh, as far as flower time and specific growing I can't say the next word, I don't think, man. What? I think it's spelled wrong. Do you have it up? Do you have it up? <laughs> <laughs> Peculiar- peculiarities? 
<laughs> you All got right. me, bro. Anyway, he said. Um, so yeah, let's before we go into uh, the next part of the question, what do you what do you got there as far as what's the flowering time for the strain that you've you've experienced? Oh, it's an eight week. Straight up. I mean, obviously, invite if you have it's supposed stress to be like sixty five days or something really? like that. Okay. Somewhere around. Okay, a little there, bit more, a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, any growing um, specifics on it that you can say? Any tips? Any- uh, it does like to stretch, you know, not nothing crazy, but you'd certainly got to uh, allow for the stretch. So what, you give it a couple feet stretch? Yeah, yeah, 18 inches. Not okay. as not as bad. Yeah, I'd give it an 18-inch stretch. How far do you keep your 1,000-watt light off of the canopy? I try my best to keep it, you know, 12 inches off or so, but it's, it's hard, man. These things, <laughs> these things grow right up into it. Um really forgiving real easy clone to a really easy strain to clone you know that's the one that i just stick them right into uh some some moist soil no hormone or anything just bury them up to their you know first node and just they clone like that it's pretty amazing have you had any nanner problems yourself no no none whatsoever man okay i would say maybe uh you should be checking as you know for a light leak or a problem with his uh timer maybe his timer's coming on in the middle of the night yeah, he's asking if you'd run the strain again, and I'd say I'm sure you are running the strain again, right? Oh, I, yeah, I've run it for for a year or two. Do you, all right, and then that's next question. I could probably answer for all that. Do you think a strain has a higher probability of herming than anything else? Not that you've seen. Not that I've seen at all, no. All right, all right. Forgiving. See, it's like we're diagnosing. It's like we're at the doctor's office. But he didn't get his cut from me, you know what I mean? Yeah, so true. Who's, who, who's to say? Yeah, it could be a totally different phenotype that would blow your mind. Yeah, man. I mean, it's just completely different. It could could be something that, you know, maybe mine is something they were calling vanilla kush that's not. Who knows? Yeah, he says this is, uh, he's like, could it be environmental stress? I'll say, yeah. He's like, yep. I can't think of anything. His tent's pretty good. Um, you know, his uh, environmental parameters, you know, like you said, I've said one time on the show before, I found out I had a light coming on. You know, in the middle of a flowering cycle for right. 15 minutes, like at 3.15 to 3.30, and I never caught it because, I, w- I mean, until for some reason I was in the garden at that time having a late night. But nanner, nanner. it was like, okay, now I see the problem. It's running cheap timers with tabs, and it screwed me up. Um, so he said, uh, let's see here. Last part of his question is it's a 600-watt HPS. He upped to a – I think he upped to a 600 to a double-ended – thousand watt hps a week ago could that be an issue yeah yeah you definitely got to have uh if it's dimmable dim it down to get it acquainted with that lighting and he need the space in there i mean if i'm up in from a 600 to a thousand i'm on like two feet there at least between the thousand and the plant uh as far as get, getting used to that light that's an extra 400 watts of light intensity and who knows i mean that gavita thing that, that bitch he said a gavita double ended is what he got man that's so a strong only thing I, Let's see. I got it right. The only thing I changed is he upped the 600-watt HPS to a DE 1,000-watt HPS. I don't know. So double-ended. I don't know if that's uh, air-cooled or not, but if it's either way, that's an up. So, yeah, you could be seeing stress from that for sure. Make sure you got good spacing there. And if you can, dim that 1,000 down a little bit for, you know, you can get try and do if you're around enough. It's nice. Dim it down for, let's like say, four hours and then turn it back up for 20 minutes like to start getting that plant it's kind of like as i say clouds passing over in the summertime you know it's not always full intensity and get that plant used to the light um he says his tent is still 85 degrees with humidity 30 to 50 using outside air 
If you're doing good air exchange, 85 is a little high for flowering. I mean, you're getting to the parameter where if you don't have good CO2, your plant's going to start to not like it in flower. Right, right. right. But uh, if he's always air exchanging, I'm fine with running at a max of 85 and flowering. So some I, people I would argue with you, that. Man. I agree with you. All right, that was your diagnosis. It's going to be a boring show, man, if I just agree with you the whole time, huh? I know. What the hell, dude? <laughs> You're wrong, man. Are you still in San Fernando Valley, dude, hanging yeah. out with the OGs? Oh, yeah, I am. Keep your mind on your job. Jeez, we're going to have to get, uh, I was going to say, a sponsorship from uh, Nodos or Vivran. I don't know if those are companies anymore with all the products the kids have these days. Yeah. All right. Number four here from Mike. Sup? SUP guys, what's growing on? Watch the podcast every week. Um, he'd want us to go into detail about ozone generators. Um, he has a 10 by 12 by 8 grow room with 3,600 watts. He runs an 8 inch hyperfan and uh, he's on an 8 by 24 fresh filter um, and he's still getting smell issues. He has uh, some owner around. We've all played with the ONA. If you guys don't know what ONA is, it's your. Available at gross store, wherever, deodorizing. Good to have at harvest time. Place it strategically in areas. I mean, you can put Ona, like, right in an exhaust vent going outside. I mean, you got to, you know, change them out. I used to cut in a six-inch exhaust vent, like, a little flap, and you could put your little Ona up in there just to assist when you don't either have the money or whatever going on to, you know, have the complete, proper carbon filtration system. Does Ona mask or does it absorb the odor? It more masks it. I okay, say it so it's like it's it. like a scent. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, have the gel too and a spray. I like this the solid ones. Right. Uh, yeah, I have used these uh, ozone generators before, way back in the day, man. Actually, before carbon filters were around, ozone generators. I used were one actually too, as well. I've tried. I used one uh, at a grow in. I used it in the space between rooms that was getting an odor for some reason. I didn't. I did have it in with the plants at one time, and then I learned that's not a good thing don't want them in with the plants it is it does something weird right ozone is like oxygen with another it's o2 and then there's o3 is ozone you know it's like three oxygens or something i know it's like the same thing that happens when lightning strikes to me i look at it as it's like if i don't if i don't understand it i'm afraid of it so i had it in an area for a while it will offset your odors um not it's not gonna be a primary thing but when it's out he wrote, you know, he read in forums, it's horrible for your health. I don't know enough about that. I didn't have the time to dig into it, but I don't like the way it smelled that I wanted it to be in an area I was working all the time. It fucked up my smell, my sense of smell. Yeah. I so, once put a real powerful one in my my house, trying to do a whole house clean. And, uh, yeah, now none of my family can smell anything ever. Yeah, so I would say a no on those. <laughs> Just if you, kidding. If you got a good <laughs> hookup. fuck it up, though. <laughs> If you got a good hookup or, you know, there, I've seen some inline ones that intrigued me. That way it's more in line with your exhaust air uh, so that, you know, you're you're an assistance to a carbon filter, though. Right. Um, I wouldn't want to run these in a garden for sure, not in an area you work or around where you live or you're breathing, basically. And in the but end, now, are they really bad for you? Because I used to I know that they used to install them in uh, like duct work and whatnot to clean the ducts. So, I mean... I know. I don't think a little bit is bad for you. I think too much is bad for you. I've seen some as being being able to clean air for on intakes. Yeah, that's what I'm talking some, about. Okay. No. Yeah, I've I've seen that. But as far as being a deodorizer or a primary thing, I'm I'm leaning against them just because I don't you know if I don't understand it, I'm kind of afraid of it. Plus, I don't like the 
the way it, I don't feel it's going to be as durable as some of the other things, which basically is going to be properly, you know, if we back up here, uh, he's running 3,600 watts and he's got a 8 by 24 fresh filter. That probably should handle it, I'm thinking, on an 8-inch. I, I got the same thing, man, where I got filters, but I got a little odor coming out. And an ozone generator, I have used these things. This is Scotty Commercial here talking. They are a cool thing, a cool addition to add. They definitely, your smell will be gone. It might be replaced by just a weird kind of when people just kind of look around and they smell and they're like, yeah, what, what, what is that? You know, it smells like lightning just struck. <laughs> it's going to rain or something, man. It smells weird. You could just constantly make bacon, dude, like I always suggest. If you're you know what? That's problem. not such a good solution either. I tried that for like eight months straight, man. And <laughs> it wasn't that good of an idea. One piece at a time, and you just got to make that piece last an hour of cooking. Why don't you tell me that, man? <laughs> All right, let's get into. I mean, here, no, I wanted to. Sorry, once I said bacon, I got distracted. Nice. So, this fresh filter that's eight by twenty-four. I'm pretty sure that's a two foot. A twenty-four designates to me its height. Right. I eight believe. inch wide by twenty-four. So inch it accepts, tall. yeah, an eight inch fan has a built-in flange. Right. Uh, and he's running thirty-six hundred watts. So let's. Let's, I'm just going to say 4,000. I like to up shit a little bit, you know. Uh, when I ran 4,000 watts, I ran a Can 100, which stood yep. up as high as my waist, at least. About four-foot-tall filter yep. with what, about two-inch thick, heavy-ass carbon walls. It's a hundred. I think the 100 designates the weight of carbon in it. Yeah, definitely. So a 100-pound carbon filter and uh, an eight-inch max fan on that. Yep. So I think your filter's undersized. I've ran fresh before. I don't think they're a horrible filter, but, I mean, if you've been listening to the show, definitely we recommend can filters. If you don't want to have any issues with smell, get yourself a can 100. and uh, Or a can 150, for that matter, man. Go with I it. mean, that's intense. That you can, yeah, then you could double your garden. Some it's people just a do little that. bit taller, man. The can 150 is, is 150 pounds. It's probably the can 100 is about four four feet tall the one yeah, is a about bigger fan five and a half can six foot tall you can get a can 150 combo with a 12 yeah i guess that's overkill for him yeah you're he's right. gonna suck right, the mylar right. off his walls dude all right all right so yeah rock out and they have a can 75 that would be your bare minimum requirement um you could run your max your hyper eight if you still have that on either one of those and upgrade your carbon filter you're, you're not going to have any more issues you're just undersized just a little people also find their carbon filter works great for the for 75% of their growth. And then they get to the stinkiest Harvest. part <laughs> and it doesn't work good enough. So I always oversize in the beginning on those, you know, especially if you don't live here. So some, yeah, definitely. some people be getting ignorant here where they're just, man, like a warehouse stinking up the outside yeah, and shit. Full yeah. on. I mean, I don't call it stinking up, but yeah, you can smell it. I kind of making it smell good. Hey man, Scott, I'm going to give my final recommendation is that I got no problem with ozone generators. As long as it's uh, just not overkill, as long as it's not too strong and you're not putting it in your home around your family, I think you're good to go. Yeah. You know, for these more commercial applications. Yeah, I think it's more equipment than you need. All right, next question from Brent. Talk about plant structure, pruning, super cropping, topping, etc. What myth What methods do you prefer? He says, me, I use them all in certain situations. Um, I'm the same as him, man. I use all those methods in certain situations. Uh, we were earlier here in the show. We were talking about pruning. I definitely prune heavy in flower, and uh, yeah, I take it to the extent of pruning every two weeks, almost in flower a little bit. Nothing off the top, training shit out, 
and uh, I do a ton of super. I mean, wait, now super cropping. I am always thinking. I guess I got the wrong. Is that where you're training over? Because that's what I think. That's of. where you're actually breaking it and making a br- a break and a knuckle. You okay. Because so sometimes when you look at pitchers, um, they're ta- what's when they're breaking off that little top part of the. Uh, with a flower development or something like the little pinch up there. I thought that was super. Cropping. Yeah. I mean, it's along the same lines. They've got pinching. What they're trying to do is they're trying to encourage, they're trying to send signals to the plant that something traumatic happened and get a flush of growth hormones to come on up. <clears throat> yeah. I'm bending over flowers like crazy to uh, help eliminate the stretch, get a uniform canopy, get all the light where I can on everything. So I, I love to use that. I call it training really and training and super train cropping. I just developed it. It's called train cropping, and uh, it works really well. So, and I have tons Learn of more videos. Go to traincropping.com. Yeah, over on that's probably some scary site. Uh, we're gonna have we're gonna have some fun. We're gonna get some garden visiting going on. Gonna get these cameras going. And we have a production assistant back helping us. We'll hope we have more time behind the camera. Yeah, definitely. Or just big shout out to Emily. What's up? Or just get more high. I don't know. Maybe it'll become more like King Marijuana instead. Yeah, just smoke about a pound a day. I'm chill. Well, I am healthy. <laughs> All right. Uh, question number six from Tony. Hey, dude, was listening to an older show while at work. Episode 39. You mentioned you were trying something a little different with your light cycle during flower. You were talking about dropping from 12 hours of light down to 11, 10, 9, etc. How did that turn out for you? So I went down to 11 at the end of one grow for the last seven to 10 days. I heard DJ Short on a panel talking about this and uh, pulling genetic attributes out of the plant that he's not seeing when he leaves it right at 12 and seeing a better finish because, you know, the days I'm, I'm picturing he's trying to mimic nature, right? Sure. The day is getting shorter and shorter. So I recommend dropping from 12 hours of light to 11 if you prefer the last week i wouldn't do it anymore see how it works for your genetics and what you're doing i don't think you're going to do anything detrimental we're just like oh man that fucked up my crop i was i people used to do it back in a long time ago when they were trying to shorten a crop say that you had an 11 or 12 week tie or something like that and you're trying to get it to finish up faster you could uh drop the the lights like that man you go to 11 or some some things like i remember back in the way back in the day there was uh northern lights by haze northern lights number five by haze it was like the 1994 cannabis cup winner and it was so awesome back in the day but it took like 90 days to finish some finos did so these guys would do it like a 11 and then a 10 hour you know like the last three weeks of flower and they would get it to finish a couple of weeks earlier. Hell yeah, I like that. I I am also going to try uh, during the dark cycle just putting on a strobe light because they'll flower harder harder for you under like a party strobe light. Yeah, party strobe light, yeah, disco ball. Yep, that yeah. is a that's my main bloom booster <laughs> right there. Strobe light during the dark cycle. But no, I recommend trying that, guys. There's all kinds of cool tricks that won't, in my opinion, mess anything up really bad, but bring out an attribute just like a dark cycle last three days if i can but usually my garden's always got different blooming plants but when i do have all the same end in at once just boom when they're dry shut off the lights let them chill in there for three days and complete dark and start you know harvesting i even got really busy one time i had a plant sit in the dark for like almost a week this was fine no issues at all sure starting to you know damn the sun ain't coming back up we better push hard on the resin i don't know what they're thinking i wish the ladies would talk 
thinking we're dying, we're dying. I mean, I don't know about talk. That might be that might be too much to deal with. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want them ladies talking, man. But uh, it maybe makes sounds like pets do when they're hungry. You know, uh-uh. that's why I like pets, Nitrogen. man. <laughs> All right. Uh, so number number seven here. Come this on. is uh, another Chris. How far into bloom do you feel safe using silica? And would you use it to combat low humidity stress in the beginning of week six caused by portable AC going out? Getting new AC this morning. Should I correct the issue um, that way and take my, my, my lumps hopping around the, dam- the damaged ones finish? Or hoping the damaged ones finish. Or reply recovery aid. Okay, a few th- or dry leaves on a couple plants. So I, I've since talked to this grower. His AC problem's fixed. Well, first question, how far into flowering for silica? Man, I use silica the whole time, man. Anytime I'm putting nutrient in, I put silica in. Gotcha. So, you know, the full on till flush? Uh, yeah, I mean, anytime I'm putting nutrient in, I always start. The first thing I do before when I put nutrient in is put silica in. Gotcha. So, yeah. I yeah, pretty much flush. do, too. I don't do it every watering uh, religiously. I use silica. If I know I have a really low, I know I put some fish in there and it drops my pH down, I can use silica as an up. But it's at least getting silica uh, at full to half strength every every other to every third watering. But I would use it too. I have no problem watering it in and, until flush. Um, as far as uh, your low humidity stress in the beginning, I wonder what, I mean, what he's not describing or didn't send pictures. What do you think low humidity stress looks like? Don't know. Because, I mean, know. I, I mean, see plants hanging out here in pretty low humidity doing okay you know what though i do kind of know what he's talking about the leaves get real thin man it's just hard to get it, it's hard to get that when you they don't have humidity. the lushness yeah you get that lush tropical look man i, I know what he's talking about and well, yeah silica is great for that man because it puts that coating in the in the cell walls man you know right right towards the end makes that like coating around the outside it actually makes a thicker leaf yeah you can actually see the silica in the leaf man and he said, uh, you know, beginning of week six, that some of them were pretty messed up. Um, this is, it looks like they're in day five to eight of flush. I might have lost those two. Really hard to, hard to diagnose without pictures, but, and even that can be hard. Uh, I mean, these see. plants, the flowering cycle of a plant is a death cycle of a plant, you know? So yeah. If you get it to die a little too quick, that's, that's very reasonable that that can happen. If the leaves aren't too damaged and look like they have enough green in them to where they can, you could give them a little light kelp foliar feed in week six and flower, do that, no problem. Try and get some nitrogen through the leaves. And, uh, you know, also what else? Maybe a, a quarter strength CalMag spray. Just give a little bit of goodness to what they like. And if they're too screwed up, then of course, yeah, you could just take them now and do what you can with them. Make right. some, uh, go to Dude Grows and make some uh, oil. Some some coconut oil infusion. Wow, man, that is the cool thing that you. No matter what happens to your crop, you can always use it for something. Now, all these extracts. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And send some pictures over, Chris. You've probably got this problem corrected. Now your AC is working, and you got one piece of equipment that goes out. It can really screw you. You got to be on it quick. All right, when you're playing Mother Nature indoors. What's going on in our grows, man? Do we need a break, or do we need to? Uh, power through to put it in the bag what are you thinking scotty come on power man it's the hour of power man hour of power all right well i'll insert my own commercial yeah. right here right we gotta now. gotta go to rome's after this man so this show dude grows is brought to you by recharge if you'd like to hook up or learn about recharge go over to realgrowers.com use yeah. coupon code dude on anything on the site i heard to get 
25% off? Is that what it is? That's what it is for anything. But this week, man, because it's Christmas and I, I want to hook everybody up, man. Free Anyone, charge? Free charge, man. Use coupon code F-R-E-E-C-H-A-R-G-E, free charge, and you buy one and you get a free 8-ounce tucked in there. So right. Buy one, get one free 8-ounce recharge with coupon code free charge. Yeah, so you buy an 8-ounce, I'll throw two 8-ounces in there. You buy a pounder, I'll throw a pounder and an 8-ounce in Are you going to do it with the 5-pounders? Five 5-pounder, five I'll throw you a 5-pounder and an 8-ounce in What? There. It's not a double five. I'm not giving them a free five pounder. I'm giving them a free eight ounce. Oh, okay. I thought you meant you'd throw in a five pounder uh-uh. and an eight. I'm like, you're losing money now, uh-uh. man. Uh-uh. I right. would be losing money, man. It wouldn't be the first time. I like rather. it. Buy one, get one, recharge, holiday sale. How long are you going to do it for? I just do it till next show, man. Okay. We'll find something something different to do next show. I like it. Buy one, get one free recharge. Coupon code FREECHARGE. Realgrowers.com is a non-plant specific, just plain old fun garden insight. So go check it out, guys. All right, what's going on in our grows? Uh, Mr. Real doesn't have anything going on in his grow, but I do have things going on in my grows. He's got uh, on our show format uh, spacing here because everything is actually perfect. Everything in my grow, man, my grow is just about to get shaken up, man, because I've just been on autopilot for so long, and... The quality is just, it's, it's, I'm getting bored, man. You know, I'm just pumping Nectar out. Nectar Scott shook your brain a little, huh? Yeah, I'm pumping out this commercial quality vanilla cushion. Yeah, it's, it's, it's working. But man, I'm, I just pulled the Candyland version 2.0 seeds out, man. So I'm pretty excited about those. And I'm going to pop me some Candyland. I'm going to pop me a few of uh, Ken's Bay 11 and I thought Candyland was pretty, was really good, but it yielded too low to be worth it or there's a fine line there here we go man you know what i'm saying here we go scotty likes a challenge man i've never met a plant that i can't yield okay you know? okay i'm just no i agree you. i, I mean, don't think i've ever grown one out completely that i said that wasn't worth it yeah and i'm not it's not like i'm ever asking my friends hey man can you give me something that's really wispy you know like a 13 week that doesn't yield i'm like give me your heavy hitters man give me something good and you know but you know, I've I've grown sour diesel before. People always complain about sour diesel. Dude, it grew like every other plant in my system. You know, I got a pound and a half to two pounds off it. And, you know, you just got to grow these big trees. Although that's not what I'm going to do this time, man. I'm going to grow smaller plants just for fun. See what happens, Just for man. fun. I like yeah, it. You know, it's kind of nice to be a hobbyist as opposed to... We were just laughing earlier about how thankful we were that we're not managing 100 light operations or 500 light operations. You know, it was a thought in our head a couple of years ago. And it's so much nice to be able to do this on a true hobbyist level. You know, we're allowed to grow 12 plants where I'm at, man. So we grow 12 plants as hobbyists and... and you know, we're able to grow the true dank, man. You know, it's so much different than being a commercial production gardener. So I've played with that the past few years. I've enjoyed developing that system. I got a bulletproof system for it. You want to be a commercial gardener, go get you some octopots and some can of A and B and some recharge and you're, you're hooked and some earthworm castings and you're All hooked right. up. But I'm going to see what I can do. Maybe, maybe getting into these uh, things like the nectar of the gods. I've heard it's a little confusing is what a lot of some people. You're going to mix it up? You're going to take a break from your can of? Yeah, some people tell me that, um, you know, like, oh, the knock-on nectar is just confusing. And I'm like, yeah, you know, and what they say about canna is it's completely idiot-proof, you know. So you don't want to be sitting, you, you, I don't know, I want to dig a little deeper, I think, man. You know, so, yeah, I think I'm going to try some of that nectar, at least in, in, you know, a couple plants anyway. I like that, I like that. Yeah, have some fun with it. 
I told my wife I'd bring her more into the garden. We'd do it as a uh, something we could do together. <laughs> cool. All right. Let me tell you, I have uh, the bloom room is clean. That that board shit wipes down well. If you guys don't know uh, room construction, I really like the shiny styrofoam board from Home Depot. Uh, and then after you, if you gouge it uh, to get down to the insulation on it, you can just put up some nice foil tape. It's easily repairable. You don't need any drywall skills to work with it. So I'm a fan. I just wiped it down with some Windex, uh, vacuumed my floors, cleaned my lenses, got my Hortolux 1000 Watt Blue hanging up for Island Sweet Skunk and a 20-gallon container under it. See what kind of icky sticky. I mean, that's going to be good. That's going to be how I need to get that herb photographed, I hope. Ooh, that's Playboy herb right there, man. Centerfold, hopefully. Now, we'll see. I, I'm really excited to finish the plant completely. Last time I grew under a, a, spectrum, a spectrum that was not HPS. It was uh, the uh, LEC. No, not the LEC. What's the uh, plasma? Completely. And it didn't, you know, 25% less yield on the great white shark. But the crystal production was insane. Wow. It's like white. So I thought that was worth it because that's the, yeah, that's the, that's the weed you take to the mansion, right? That's true, man. It's becoming the end game anymore, man. Is who can grow the glowing, crystally weed, man. You're goddamn right. Thinking about uh, what else do I, I need to set up in there? Just like two cameras and another camera in my nutrient mixing area with mics mounted. I'm thinking where I just hit a button so I could just be showing everything I'm doing without even having to think about it. Ooh, wouldn't uh, it be cool if you were always on camera, man? Yes, all the time. <laughs> my own reality show. <laughs> Um, running my uh, my CO two again, and I got this room to where it's just exciting. Everything's about to go in there, and when it goes from the eight bulb T five little bedroom into this room, they just it's where you swear I can watch them grow. They just take off. I usually give them a quick topping uh, when they go in there, just because they I, you know they're gonna have that big stretch of growth. I veg them out probably in their new environment for like seven days before taking them into uh, into flower and switching the light cycle out. Right. So. I'm pretty stoked. The vanilla Kush is probably sitting three and a half feet tall in a 10-gallon container. So probably stretch another two feet. We'll see. We'll uh, see. Yeah, I would think. All right, all right. I'm trying to think of I don't want to be missing anything. I wish I needed to. I need to do what's going on in my grow when I'm standing in my grow, man. <laughs> It'd be easier for me. To, I'd ramble on too long then. Oh, I do have one other thing. I've said it before, but I have a, a tip on a product Mounting your fans, guys, your inline fans to uh, your uh, your rigid ducting or whatever. If you need a hell of a connection, you got to use those uh, noise reduction clamps that have the neoprene on them and two screws. Right. Your hydro store can get them. I had my uh, Max Six fall off one time, like the HVAC tap uh, tape wore away, and it like made a void, so my lights weren't being air cooled properly. Right. And putting on those clamps, man, is peace of mind. So you need a noise reduction clamp. Um, Does it reduce up. the noise a lot? My Maxes are they're awesome fans, but I'll be damned if they. It just tries to reduce the noise a little at the connection between the fan and your uh, your HVAC tin or your, your ducting or whatever. But no, it's more just a hell of a solid connection with neoprene and steel and screws. So, all right, I'll remind you of the deals here before we go real quick. Of course, if you're in Colorado, you want a sixty dollar thousand watt Hortolux bulb. Get the Dude Grows Bulb deal at any way to grows. Seven of them now. One man, up in the mountains. You are in the know, man, because uh, I seen people all last week paying 90-something bucks for them Hortolux bulbs over at Way to Grow, you know? That's, yeah. That's the regular price. Yeah, yeah. Hook it up, man, as many as you want. Tell them, you know, they'll know who sent you because it's the Dude Grows Bulb deal. Yeah. 
Uh, realgrowers.com. Got the promo this week. Buy one, get one, recharge 16 dang ounces. Coupon code free charge at checkout. Well, you buy it, you get a free eight ounce. Brother. Yeah, we'll get 16 ounces total. There you go, man. All right. There you go. Uh, what else do I have here? What am I forgetting? Give Scott from Nectar of the Gods, if you want that sample set, hook it up. You know, send it, that's definitely well worth it. I'm going to be running some of his stuff for sure. Want to know more about the soil? See, I'm doing the show summary. What do you got to add? <laughs> you know, man, we should give some love to Jake from Grow More. I've been talking to him. I think he's going to come back for a drop in science segment next week. I would like that. I can get into a little bit of science with him. Mm-hmm. I do still use the Grow More fish. And, uh, yeah, the uh, what's the other one? Man. Jumpstart, man. It's Bombevity, yeah, Biocozyme, man. And their enzyme. One thing I don't know, I don't think we talked about with Scott from Nectar about enzymes at all. Like, they don't know if they have an enzyme product. I'll have to double-check that. Right. I think that would be in the line. We'll see. Regardless, too much to play with and do out here in the Colorado area. Hopefully you guys are legal next. And uh, everything is over at dudegrows.com. If you like what you're hearing, show some love. Keep trying to answer all the questions we can. And if we forget something, hound us. I'm dudegrows at Gmail, man. I still got them waiting on a couple people that want uh, – Want the prizes for donating, you know, so hook it up. We mentioned a few episodes back. Yeah, man, definitely. Yeah, we're trying to automate everything, man. I realize that if I'm involved, (laughs) there's going to be a bottleneck, man. So I'm trying to automate everything, man. It won't work just like you can't automate your grow, but you can't automate some things. (laughs) You can do a half-assed job. All right. We're going to put it in the bag, guys. (laughs) Episode 53, Dude Grow Show. Get a hold of us, send us questions. Let us know what you think. We're listener supported by you. Take it easy, guys. Yeah, right on. Dude grows. Marijuana. Yeah.